Floating Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 37, is here. I'm Dave Z. I'm here with Brandon, and I'm here with Christian. Say hello, guys. Hello, hello. Oh, you're not stealing my thing. (laughs) I let you go first, and you were supposed to say it, and you didn't. I'm not going to. No, I'll pick the day that I say it. I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't say to say hello, hello. I said say hello, one hello. I, I oh, he didn't say, say hello, hello. hello. He said hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I'll stop. I, it's literally enraged you in about three seconds of. I'm, such, <laughs> I'm such a control freak, right? Someone just told me that not too long ago. They said stop trying to control everything. So I mean, ask these two guys. Am I am I a control freak? I mean, I must be if I can't accept. I don't think so. No, I, okay. I. I always took it as just passive aggressive behavior. <laughs> By me? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You've never, never told us not to do it. Aggressive. I wanted to be one or the other. See, in, inside I'm aggressive, but I try to be passive. So I, it's got to be one or the other. But you can't combine them because that's just fucking shitty, you know. So but I anyway. don't feel like you're a control freak. Thanks, man. Good. I I, I try not to be. But anyway, I just control L-O-L-O. But <laughs> no, I'm saying it. What is the world coming to? Okay. Uh, Everything's perfect. Yeah. So, guys, yeah, this is a horror podcast about movies and about, um, you know, horror stuff, in case you're wondering. By the way, show notes. I-, I don't mention this nearly enough, but we always have stuff in the show notes. In case you don't want to listen to us bullshit and you just want to hear the review of the movies – it's in the notes, so you can skip the banter and what. If you, you know, there was once a time when I listened to podcasts, believe it or not, where I would go right to the review. You know, it's kind of like watching porno and skipping the the, the foreplay and just going right to the you know. Come shut. <laughs> nah, not the come shut. That's the end of the show. That's credit rolling. Yeah. No, no, right to the look uh, at Brandon's face. <laughs> You like to skip. Shot. You like to skip right to the shame, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I skip no. right to the wipe up. <laughs> Here comes the shame. Okay, and ratings. <laughs> but what, what? What? Damn it! I can't. It's. I've. I've used the word a million times, and now that I'm on the air, I dissertation. No, no. Uh, another word for um intercourse. Like I, I want to skip right to the fucking. Penetration. Did I win? Penetration. Penetration? I think penetration is where I was going. I mean, fucking always wins. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, um, I used to do that, and now, strangely enough, when I listen to a podcast, I would rather hear the bullshit, the the banter, the anything but the review, honestly. And it's the same thing when we're doing it. Uh, We usually have more fun doing this. So, guys... If you're new to horror podcasts, if somehow you stumbled upon this, listen to the bullshit. Once you get used to the in-jokes, then then you'll love it. So, But the show notes are there. I want everyone to know. Uh, tonight, we're reviewing two movies. Woo! Yeah. Two new, two new movies. Two, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Woo! Yeah, two, yeah, two brand new movies and not just two movies. Horror anthologies. Woo! Sorry. (laughs) Hey, I can dig it. So, horror anthologies, because we, we are anthologies ourselves. Oh, my Lord, I love it. That's right. Uh, Anthologies in the house. You monthologies. That's right. Ice 
Crappuccino. A nice Crappuccino. <laughs> I got him to call himself Crap. A.K.A. Christian Cronin turd. <laughs> I get shit all over the place. <laughs> so, we talk about cum, fuck, and shit already in the first five minutes. So, yeah, if you guys just want to fast forward to the main review, I understand. <laughs> yeah, no, we understand. All <laughs> of which are on Brandon's face. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shots, 22 shots. Let's what an episode, plug. eh? Right. Yes. What an episode. Wow. Yeah. Phenomenal. Finally. Nice. Finally. He took about 100 shows. They finally did it. <laughs> it did. Finally <laughs> listenable. <laughs> I, I'm kidding, boys. It was a fantastic show. It's great. You know what I figured I'm going to do? JP, with the challenge out there, obviously we can't podcast a response. So I figured I'll use the YouTube channel to do my top 100. Because I said yeah. I'd rebuttal it. But my problem was, and I said this in the little note that I put on on the on their on their page, it's difficult because they did it great. It's difficult to separate the best from faves, yeah. and so you almost have to have two lists. Now those two lists could have almost identical movies on them, but just the chronology I think will be a bit different. Uh, will be different, and there will yeah. be other movies on there, uh, of course, too. They did, yeah, they did a great job. To be honest, like after listening to all one hundred, I didn't think like anything felt like it didn't belong i knew ahead of time that one movie that i would have had on there based on the criteria they were following was not going to be on there and i felt like it was influenced because two of the three are not big fans in fact i think all three of them aren't huge fans of it and that was Shaun of the dead uh, yeah and i agree that should have been on there that. yeah and it's even on my if you're list. not a big fan of it i don't think you could deny the the impact it had on the horror comedy absolutely whether not. it's good yeah. or bad I agree. But, you know but, what? Uh, phenomenal list otherwise. Great show, and I don't want to get into the particulars in case they haven't listened. But if, you, if anyone's listening now and has not listened to that show, um, there's a good chance you're finding us on the Horrorphilia, uh, horrorphilia.com or, or the feed, or maybe not. But either way, if you're not listening to 22 Shots, you should be anyway. But specifically right now, go listen to episode 100 with the 100 greatest horror movies and we don't want to spoil anything i don't want to say there is some things i'd like to say but there's one movie i thought could have been should have been rated in the top 10 and wasn't and take a drink and i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> and we could talk about it next show when everyone else has heard it maybe or yeah something. i don't want to you know but for the most part like 98 out of 100 i i agree with and that doesn't and by their criteria, not my opinion, just what should fall in there. hundred yeah. percent. So I, I think yeah. they did a great, great job. Great listen. Great listen. And check out the show, guys, because I know you hear the, sh- yep. the title, 22 Shots, and I think Bukaki, but it's actually a horror podcast. <laughs> yes. 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. There you go. I mean, what else was there to say? There was something else. There was something else. Well, a Galaxy of Horrors and... The Dark Tapes, so the two anthologies we're covering tonight. Let's be professional and say it at the beginning. Oh, we have a sponsor, Horror Pack. And I have to say it now. Yeah. Yes. $5 richer. Yes. Christian and I were wondering where our $1.87 is. It's right here. We're going to rent... Uh, we're going to rent the lore with it. It's five ninety nine. I'm going to chip in an extra 99 cents, and I'm going to rent the lore on Amazon because I really want to see it, and I can't find it anywhere else. Oh, I so. want to buy some kicks with it. Kicks? Like the cereal? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what kick cereal is to me? This is what it is. Bedtime food? He's got it right beside his bed. Well, that's he, why. He it's snacks not, on it. It's Yes, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I have this problem that I've had for years where I want something sweet. And before I started dieting, <laughs> I used to eat like a, a freezy pop. But that's loaded with sugar. So anyway, I get this craving for something sweet when I wake up. So I keep this box of kicks here. And I wake up in the middle of the night, and I have a couple of handfuls of kicks. It's only 110 calories per a cup and a half. A cup and a quarter. And that's pretty nice. low for cereal. Are, are kicks a sponsor, too? <laughs> yeah, kicks. <laughs> kicks is a sponsor. Thank you for getting me through those rough nights. Yeah. He, also, he also had to... <laughs> He also well, had to switch kicks. to kicks because no grown man should ever say freezy pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they're called. You know what I'm talking freezy about. The you put in the... Honey, Wait can I have a freezy pop? No, no, no. No. Time out. They're not popsicles. <laughs> freezy pops and popsicles, there's a big difference. Freezy pops are what you put, the ones that you buy at the grocery store that come, you know, they're different I, colors. I call them freezies. Freezies. That's just. That... Yeah. Or freezeds in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, he's busting my balls for calling him Freezy Pops, and Christian calls him Freezies. What do you call him? I call everything that's Isis, Isis. Isis? What are you, a fucking terrorist? I know. What are you talking about? Isis <laughs> does sound like a, like a, like an icy ice cream stand, eh? <laughs> I'm thinking of Isis. Come to Isis. Oh, Isis, like, you know, like Isis. Italian Isis. I want... <laughs> I can't, oh, I'm, I'm saying Italian ice. Ices. I can't stop saying ice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a new freaking group in Canada. 33 Canada. flavors and we'll saw your head off. <laughs> Italian ices. It's, it's a terrorist from, from freaking... Hey, death to America. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, it's me, ice. It's me, Mario. Italian ices. Oh, okay. Shit. Can we talk about horror pack? I want to give the uh, the thing out. The um, maybe we can get five more dollars or whatever. Sure. Um, it's uh, www.horrorpack.com slash go slash exploding heads. So yes, we've done something. We've received something. We're gonna run a movie with it or something. And uh, it's a start. Do we know it who is... uh, who ordered it to get us that? Did they give you that information? Whoever it was, you were invited to watch the lore with us. <laughs> <laughs> And have some of Dave Z's kicks. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, just save some for me for the middle of the night, please. So yeah, Horror Pack is our official sponsor, and that's awesome. Guys, do you have any cliffhangers? No. You always put okay. us on the spot. Out of the blue, well, that wasn't even on the agenda. Do you have any cliffhangers? <laughs> because it just pops in my head at the beginning of the show. And uh, I'll be honest, Christian, I just listened to your solo cast. I listened I to never, it. I never found that essay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Are you sure? I thought JP was hanging out with you the other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bada boom. Yes. I was hoping you that was going to be your response just, just so I could drop a joke. You, oh. got, you, got, you guys want to be alone? I don't know. Christian, do we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Yeah, he, is, sir. <laughs> he feels He needs to feel more love. Okay. Let's, let's talk about some love here. It's a shame. The way you mess around with the heads. <laughs> Should we go right into the shaming? Oh, that's the theme song? <laughs> I don't, why not, right? New, new we... segment. It's a new segment, everybody. It's a new segment. How many times have we done a shame? Three? Four? 
So now it's official. It's a new theme song to an old segment. There you go. New theme song for an old segment. Until we get that soundboard, then we can hear, you shamed me at the beginning. Absolutely. That's going to be cool. Matter of fact, get your son to do it. I don't don't even want the old witch. (laughs) I want your son to do it. You shamed me. I don't even know how it goes. That's it. You got it. Okay, shame. Here's the deal, though. By the end of it, the shame might be on the exploding heads. I don't know. This is why we're discussing it because somebody sent me a message. Someone sent me an, uh, uh, an instant message on, um, you know, social media, and they weren't happy with some of our tactics. So, I want to see if we're doing something that we shouldn't, or or maybe this person's wrong. Is that fair? That's fair. Very okay. fair. We could look like dicks at the end, but ultimately, into the end of the day, that's just Brandon. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I'm not a I'm not a penis anymore. I'm now a dick. Ah, keep it up. You'll be a cock soon. Hey. <laughs> or a second one. Let's hear it. Yes. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, so, yes, I got an instant message, and they questioned a few things about us, specifically me, but this really is us. There's just kind of two parts to it. They're talking basically about uh, the show and the iTunes ratings and some of our methods. And uh, this is what it says. Now you run this fraud of a show that is built on a mountain of phoniness. And because of it, there is not a genuine happy moment in that community. I guess they're talking about the uh, the Facebook group. That's the only community. It's not Twitter or anything else, right? So there's no community. You shared this with us, and I took major offense to that. That yeah. alone is single-handedly is what pissed me off. Good. You want you want to elaborate? Well, because I don't agree. Okay, I know we're going to get into the whole. Uh, methods that he's talking about, but there's not one genuine moment of happiness or whatever. I don't understand that at all. There's only happiness as far as I can see. At the end of the day, it came across more like jealousy, but we'll get into it. I'm being vague here because I think you have to continue so that we can get a broader spectrum of of what the person's getting to in in the actual message. Maybe he will continue if you stop talking. Well, he asked me me to elaborate, you fucking Yeah, Brandon? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Would you care to elaborate, Brandon? Or, or, yeah. I, I agree with everything Christian just said. I definitely took offense to it. I actually spoke to the individual separately. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. I, I'd rather okay. you elaborate more and we'll just right. kind of break down the points. And this isn't focusing on the individual so much No, as... no, no. This is, right. this is focusing on some of the ideas because if they are wrong or if there's things that people don't like as we get to them, then, you know, we can approach it differently. I don't I'd want like to know. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think it comes. I know what you're gonna. What we're gonna get into. So I don't think it comes across as like begging or or buying reviews. We'll get to it. Just. I just want the integrity of the show to be what yeah. it should. So he goes on to say there isn't a genuine rating on your iTunes. It's all as a result of you practically begging people to rate you, and prying them with shitty gifts if they do it. Now wait a minute. We I do have that one star for Christian solo cast. <laughs> that's another shame. That's terrible. That's, that's genuine. <laughs> it was genuine because I said something I shouldn't have because my feelings got hurt. <laughs> I got hurt feelings. Well, not really. I just, I don't like being treated. No, we, ran, we ran a contest. And I, I actually, I think I said at the beginning, I was a little skeptical of it because I thought, you know, there's a whole thing about if you try to, we didn't say you had to leave five star. We said we prefer five star, which is what anybody would prefer if they're getting a rating. But yes, we ran a contest. So we said, and we even said if we got to 50, we were going to run another one. If 
you feel that that takes away from our show, we'll stop that. I will say we'll stop it after the 51 because we did promise that. And yeah. I would never want to go against what we initially stated. But if you feel like that is buying a vote, then mm-hmm. so be it. But I feel like the, the ratings could be one thing, but the actual, the actual traction, uh, what's happening on the page, I feel speaks for itself. And as for not being a genuine happy moment, I just, just totally disagree. Yeah, well, yeah. so far I'm with you there. And listen, I, I've done it four times. Every time we've hit another 10, I've done it. So I've said it right out of the gate that uh, every 10 we get, we're going to have a, a little giveaway. And if they are shitty prizes, which I'm not saying they're anything big, a couple, a DVD, a Blu-ray, a couple stickers, some bullshit that comes from like... um. Some of them were given to me from Wazelle because he used to have giveaways on Banana Laser. There's a couple other things that I won that are still in the packaging that I've given out. Uh, I think the 50 is going to be a little bigger than uh, what we normally do because it's 50. But I've done this from the beginning, and I've also – I didn't come up with it. I'd like to say that I came up with the idea. I, I listen to literally at least 30 hours a week of horror podcasting. You know, not my own, just others, because I, you know, that's why I always give my recommendations because I listen to those shows. That's something that I took from somebody else. I did not come up with that idea. So that's that. And if they're if they're just little shitty gifts, why are people really going to go out of their way to do that? Brandon, you got no, your I, up, sir? <laughs> no, I think it's also <laughs> important to make the make this clarified that anybody who gives below a five star rating is still entered into the drawing. Yeah, I mean, well, as long as they write anything. Yeah, somebody could hey. give a three-star review. And th- they're entered. They, you know, they gave their opinion. They're they're entered. It's not like we're discriminating and, True. you know, for strictly and five-star votes. I'll take it a step further. They could literally say nothing. All they have to do is put one character in the iTunes review. They could have three stars and put a period there, and I would accept that period as a written review. Yeah. I mean, I hope they don't do that because. I'd like it to be genuine. I'd like someone to come on and say why they listen to the show and what they like about it. And correct me if I'm wrong. They're not going to know about this giveaway unless they're either listening to the show to begin with or subscribe to our social media somewhere. So Yeah. Look, I've done a bunch of giveaways through the Facebook page. I like getting the people involved. That's, you know, money I spend out of my own pocket. I'm not buying listeners, buying votes, buying anything. I Like, I don't care. I just do it because I have a good time and i like to get people involved dude we you've done it on 22 shots page before exploding heads even came around oh absolutely correct? yeah that's brandon yeah. that's what brandon does because he's generous the and the other thing that bothers me and I, I don't even know if you've said it already or if i'm just going by memory is how he almost attacks the credibility of us even having any listeners like you couldn't bring anybody from the fact that you're on banana laser the crew abc's a hidden horror etc etc you've guest started a bunch of podcasts dave um i can't say i brought a lot of people over from tgaf 13 brandon shut up for a second <laughs> but the reality <laughs> oh, is the reality is some people did come over uh, and more and more are coming over. And that's yeah. what was frustrating with it. And again, if we weren't supposed to take any offense to it, I'm okay. I'll get over it. But when I read it, I immediately, I was like a little pissed, hurt, pissed, yeah. the whole nine yards. Hey, I never say this on the air, and I'm not a braggart. And we, we joke around about, yeah, we're number one, and we got the ratings. Yeah, we have fun, and, and it's great to have that. But I mean, on the serious tip, 
no show on horophilia has had these numbers consistently that we've had and i'm not, i'm flattered by it i'm honored yes. i think it's wonderful you know now the skeleton crew ran the game for three years they came out they were they were untouchable rightfully so i'm not taking anything away from any show they did the thing for the longest time they were on top they were huge great community great shows a lot of downloads. Nobody touched them until Banana Laser came around, and we had a fluky month when we first debuted, and it, it kind of put Banana Laser on the map when we did those Halloween shows. I don't know how it reached so many years, but all of a sudden, BL blew up because of that one October. I want to say it was 2013 or 14, whatever it was. It was our first year, and somehow that leaked. And Banana Laser Halloween, we ran that whole month, so we ended up taking the crew down for one month. And that was the first time it's ever happened. And then right after that, a month later, guess what happened? Skeleton Crew came back on top. Banana Laser was a steady second second tier, not second tier. It was a second <laughs> downloaded show. I wish it was second tier. It was a second <laughs> downloaded show on the Horrorfia network. So Skeleton Crew then continued to have the number one, number one, number one forever. The fact that all of a sudden it took a little time. I think we, we took number one on our debut show. And then we were just hanging around there for a while. Then 22 Shots joined, and they get massive downloads, too. And we're kind of neck and neck with them. Yeah, um, it's but, the community. And it, this is what drives me crazy, because, exactly. I mean, we're going to come across, exactly. like, assholes right now, maybe bragging about it. No. And that's not what this is about. It's just, no, not it, at all. that's the proof. That's that's the that's the actual end-of-day fact. But yeah. we're saying, we're a community. Check out the other shows. And if this wasn't brought to our, our attention, and it was so insultingly written... I, I wouldn't even have thought twice about it, but I'm like, all I could think, and I said this earlier, and it's broken record again, it's jealousy. It's upsetting, because we're doing this for yeah. fun. I want to get laughs, and this is why I want to get right. out of this segment, because I really want to make people laugh and we'll talk. let's talk about horror. Combine those two things, and I'm a happy camper. Hell yeah! It, it was clearly written in, in a state of anger, and, and some of the things said definitely shouldn't have been said and were insulting to all of us. But the, the thing to remember is that we really don't care about the numbers. I mean... No, really it's nice don't. and it's fun. It's it's nice and it's fun, but we got to remember it's a product of all the work that we do. Christian with the editing, Dave with all the promotion. I mean, this guy, he's on every social media pushing the show and to even take offense to that saying, "Oh, you're out there trying." He's not out there trying to he's out there promoting the show. He's not trying to buy listeners, buy votes. He's out there pushing the show. We love doing the show. I've said it from day one that I would do this show if only one person was listening. You know, if nobody if nobody's listening, then we could just turn off the recorder and just chat with each other. <laughs> but as long as one person wants to hear, we'll record. But you're doing so much hard work in terms of promoting the show. This is this is you're taking lead on this. I'm doing okay with it, and I think that's helped. Thank you. You know, I think it's helped a little bit. I think all of us have helped. You brought in some people from 22 Shots. You brought in your TGIF people. I brought in my, my Skeleton Crew Banana Laser people, and that has a lot to do with it. And truth be told, 22 Shots hits more ears than we do because of YouTube, because oh, they yeah. get oh, moved channel yeah. gets five on. So we're not even sitting here fronting, saying that, oh, yeah, no, we, we hit more ears than everybody. Not that it matters, but I have yeah. no problem admitting that, and I'm not saying, it's, oh, we're number one. Well, 22 Shots hits more ears. Some people might go, what the fuck are these guys going on about? Because I don't even know if we gave <laughs> enough context to the letter that we got we read the letter ahead of time so we're fired up still uh we are. I, I apologize to you listeners out there they're going like guys what the fuck's going on 
That's what the show notes are for. Yeah. That's what the timestamps are for, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we've said everything we want to say. Let's just – this is what it says. Okay, this person, they, they are also on, on a, a podcast. So there's a comparison here. And it says, when I look at my ratings, I will know that I earned them the hard way. When you look at them, they will reflect how you approach life, taking the easy way out as always. Okay, that's what was said. That's what I want to know from the listeners. Should we be shamed? Because if you guys think that we're doing something cheesy and we shouldn't be, and, and it's a cheap way to get some iTunes, because we've been told from the beginning, and I've heard this on every podcast, even t- tier one, you listen to Shockwaves, they say, hey, guys, go and rate us on iTunes. Everybody, everybody, I listen to the Taz show, it's a CBS radio, he says it, tier one. It's on every podcast that I listen to. Right. Yeah. So Non-horror, big, non-horror related is what Everything, we, yes. We've always been told that the more people, the more ratings you have on iTunes, the more your show is going to get noticed. And everybody that has a podcast wants their show to get noticed. Why, more ears. Why not? More to the family, more Absolutely. downloads, whatever. Of course, more the merrier. So what? There's nothing wrong in that. So that's something that everybody is attempting to do. And that's what we've done. Uh, now, so we want some feedback on that. Uh, basically, I was also personally accused and these guys probably didn't know I was going to get into this or not. But this person also told me, have fun PMing people and telling them to post on Exploding Heads page instead of other pages because you have more members. Yes, Dave, that all gets back to me. Then he says, stop, tr- stop trying to control everyone. I- I'm going to tell you right now, I was accused of something else a few weeks prior. Anal sex. <laughs> hey, well, I admit to that. Uh- <laughs> with, a, with, an- with another dude. Yeah, stop I, PMing right. me. Damn it. <laughs> Listen, if any person on Facebook, I will offer you $1,000, okay? If anybody can give me a screen cap of me ever messaging them and saying, hey, why don't you post on my page? There's more people in it. Yeah, more people might notice you. I could see someone even saying that. Maybe for something to advertise, but I wouldn't do that. But if anybody can give me any proof, I will pay you $1,000. I don't care. I'll say it in front of the world. Yeah, that's uh, not something you would I, do. Dude, Absolutely I, not. I hate asking anybody. There's something about my personality that I, I wish wasn't a part of it. I hate asking anybody for anything. I don't even like asking Christian uh, to do the write-up at the thing. I feel bad because he's already <laughs> done so much work with the editing and this and that. And I, I, sometimes I wait till the next morning because I don't want to say it right away. I'll say the next morning, hey, Christian, because he does it really good. When you put up the thing, uh, could you do a write-up of what this show's about? Talk, I don't even talk, like asking talk words Jason. good. He does. He I don't even like. Except asking... on the show. <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak. <laughs> well, yeah, we all stroke out here. Yeah. The only time I ever asked anybody to be, to post anything in, in our group is if they are a podcast and a horror podcast, of course, and they post it somewhere or, or I make friends with them and I say, hey, feel free. That, that's always the term I use. Feel free to post your new episodes in our group page. Uh, when new ones drop in. Also, I started a group called Horror Podcast Central just for that. So please feel free to do that. And I never say, so I could do it in your group. Usually they'll say it back to me, but whatever. I mean, it's a community. We're all trying to get listeners. That's the only time I'll ever message anybody. And it's usually never a message. It's usually in a thread. If you think I did that, you got the wrong guy. I don't know why that was said. I would never do that. And do, am I really that desperate that I want someone to post it in my Facebook group? I would never ask anyone to do that. So, and I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm being too passionate and too serious about it. No, but no, you have. It's so you not have, me. 
you have a right to be upset. And I think the bottom line is this this letter came with a lot of anger and a lot of accusations that downright aren't true. And I, I really I really wish this letter had never came to you and uh you know if there is anything we're doing wrong in terms of the integrity of the show i'd like to know too because i i don't think so i think we're just having fun doing fun giveaways for the listeners and just keeping it relaxed i don't think anything we're doing is shady and you're certainly not taking any easy way out in terms of working on there's the show no easy promoting. way out <laughs> there's, there's a shortcut rocky format <laughs> Awesome! Rocky <laughs> 4 is so much better than Nightmare 2. It's not even funny. <laughs> Great movie. Anyway, yeah, we, we got to get out of this. We got to get out of this segment. I'm dying here. Yeah, let's get out. Let's get out. Let's get out. Oh, by the way, I'm going to come clean. That message was from JP. <laughs> <laughs> you little jumping bean, you. <laughs> JP would never talk to me like that. Come on. Shane, guys, let us know. Should we be ashamed of our actions, or should this person be ashamed of his message? Or neither, or both. What do you What do you got? Weigh in. That's all we got for Shane. And especially on our end. It's for real. Yeah. Especially on our end. Anything we're doing that you don't like, I always say voice it, or anything you want to see added. You know, we always just want to continue to make the show better and more enjoyable for you guys. Yeah, man. Our integrity is at stake. I don't want anyone thinking there's anything fake about us. Yeah, man. Yep. I think we should take a break after that and, and, and calm down, and then we'll we'll jump right back. So, guys, see you on the flip side of, of the bumper. Let's get to the rub and tuck room. I see only angry faces, afraid that could be you and me. Thinking about what it used to be. Oh, shit. Thinking about... I was doing freaking... There's no <laughs> thinking, <laughs> thinking about what could have been. Thinking about what it used to be. Okay. <laughs> There's no easy way. I fucking oh, used to you... love that song, man. Oh. I had that know. tape, and that song was like my favorite song. Especially, I think you got the training montages. I'd be running around the house, lifting my kids yep. up in wheelbarrows. <laughs> <laughs> What about living in America? Were you getting crazy for that? I just love living in America because I love James Brown as like a fucking singer. You know what? Before we go anywhere, I want to tell everybody, please rate us on iTunes. (laughs) 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 Well, all kidding aside, we are stuck at U.S. iTunes at 49, and it's been that way for like 10 days, 12 days. I just want to see the number 50 on there. Yeah, and Um, then we'll give away some real shitty prizes. (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) Well, we have 50 written. We will. Shitty prizes for everybody. Well, not for everybody. For one lucky listener. Shitty prizes for everybody. For one shitty viewer. <laughs> <laughs> one shitty listener. So, yeah, I don't care. Someone go on there and make it 50. That's all. Because I think once you hit 50, then that's like a whole new world, you know? 49 to 50, it's like an That sounds like begging. I'm just kidding. You're right. You're right. It does. <laughs> I, I, I got you. You had, you had me at whole. Oh, okay. Speaking of podcasts, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out five quick. Well, here we go. Five, hey, that's what I do for the community. Uh, hopefully, if you guys go over there and you haven't listened to them before, tell them that we sent you. Anyway, here we go. Cinema beef, cinema beef. Check them out. The Ghoul Squad, the Final Girls Horror Cast, Who Goes There podcast, and Don't Go Down That Road. That's five. Check them out. 
Well, we got emails, we got this, that, and the other thing. Let's see, we don't have any voicemails. It's actually been very quiet. We're not going to front. Here's what we have. I am going to check the email, first and foremost. I'm actually going to do a little bit of a, a little pimping, but not for us, for somebody else. Evil Taylor Hicks. Yes. He's mentioned it on the group page, which, by the way, guys, if you're on Facebook, join the group page. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. Movie Podcast, sorry. We're the only one. The only I, podcast. You don't even want to know. No, you know what? I found even out more information. <laughs> I'm oh, dead serious. There's, there's an Exploding Heads band. There's an Exploding what? Heads movies that is like a radio show out in like uh, Vancouver. Well, that's Canada, though. Nobody does that. <laughs> Canada's a county. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was worried for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Man. Faculty of Horror. Faculty of Horror is Canadian. They're a tier one show. So I take it back. But they're Toronto. You know what? Let's change our name to Imploding Heads. I'm yeah. not changing the name this far out. It's, we're sticking All to right. it. <laughs> Who wants to see an Imploding Head? It's gross. Exploding Heads aren't gross. but <laughs> we could, Our next our next like version of this will be called Balchinians. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Evil Taylor Hicks says, hey guys, thanks for agreeing to plug a project from one of your Z-heads. Pronounce Z-head, of course. <laughs> I'm currently running a fundraiser with proceeds going to the Delaware Coalition Against Domestic Violence, an organization that works closely with the criminal justice, healthcare, education, advocacy, and social service communities to facilita- fil- facilitate facilita- <laughs> the creation of effective policies and programs for battered women and their children. Now to sweeten the deal for my fellow horror geeks, anyone who donates any amount of money through the GoFundMe page that I have set up will be automatically entered into two drawings that I'll hold as soon as I hit my $1,000 goal. One random winner will get a prize pack including a copy of Scarlet Gospel signed by Clive Barker. Oh! Can't I got to sell off- that on eBay. <laughs> he says he got it off Christian on eBay. <laughs> A 5 by 7 watercolor print of Pinhead signed by Doug Bradley. A bunch of other cool prizes. Another random winner will get two books donated by horror author Adrian Rowe. First Scream to the Last takes a look at all of the best movies from the 1980s. And the follow-up Second Scream takes a look at some of the great stuff the 90s had to offer. Details about the fundraiser and the prizes can be found on the group page. You can also get details on my website. In the group page, he's talking about Exploding Heads group page because he put something up there the other day. You can also get details on my website, www.remedialhorror.com, or you can check out my Twitter page, at EvilTaylorHicks. This is a great cause, and you could win some great prizes, so be sure to donate and tell anyone who enjoys horror to do the same. Thanks, Brian, a.k.a. Evil Taylor Hicks, a.k.a. Shameless Plugger of His Own Shit. All right. <laughs> there you go, guys. It's a good cause. Check it out, and you might get in on a drawing. So. And he's offered to do a lot for our show. Well, he's a great supporter of the show. He's a, he's a great friend of the show. He's doing things on our page and everything. He's been right since the beginning. We're glad to help. It's a good cause, and, and it's for a good friend and listener. So that's, that's awesome. Yes, thank you. Uh, guys, get on that. Uh, I have another email. It says, hello. I am in a terrible situation, and I will need your urgent help. I am in Limassol, Cyprus at the moment, and I just lost my bag containing my visual items, including phone and cash. I'm trying to sort things out with the necessary authorities. Please, I need some assistance from you. Please let me know if you can help. 
How much does he need? Yeah. They didn't say it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't respond yet. I wanted to run it by you guys first. Oh, let's send send my credit card number. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him, give him my social. <laughs> All right, Katrina, hang in there. It's coming. <laughs> Those are the only two emails we got this week. So we have to revisit a question from last week. That question was from our, our homie Jim K, and he asked us about our top five Canadian films. Christian. Of course, had his answer. Blew my load. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, now, Brandon, did you come up with five? I came up with a five. Now, you had some concerns. I came uh, up with a five. What was this? Christian, do you remember your five by any chance? Uh, if you give me two seconds, I can tell you. Can I give a shout out to two honorable mentions before I start my five? Of course. Why, why should you do just five? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before I start, let me just say what I did is... I excluded Canadian slashers because we're focusing on slashers all year, and I didn't want to blow my load on, well, what happened to be about three or four great Canadian slashers, so there's no slashers on my list. Quick shout-out for Deranged and the movie End of the Line. Nice. End of the Line is good. I, I was introduced to it on uh, ABC's A Hidden Horror from Brian earlier this year. Oh, really? Year. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. A great. it's a great film. I saw it a few years ago. Really good film. 2007, okay, my, I think, actually. Isn't it? Why didn't we mention I, it last week? <laughs> oh, I think it is 2007. The, You're right. Drop the ball. Do you want me to uh, rattle off my list quickly? Yes, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know if you did. I, I remember I cheated five. like you. Oh, I did cheat like Brandon. I said Prom Night was six. And then I had uh, the editor at five. My Bloody Valentine at four. 5150 Elms Way at three. Black Christmas yeah. at two. And of course, number one goes to Videodrome. Nice. Refresher. All right. So, okay. yeah. Uh, right. I, I, I listen. You're going to go, go. Sorry. I thought you gave yours already. I fucked up. Sorry. No, I gave my honorable mentions. It's okay. My bad. My bad. Uh, number five, the little girl who lives down the lane. Wow. Is that Jodie Foster? Yes. Wow. That movie bores me. <laughs> wow. I, are we allowed to comment? Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> That was an awesome comeback. Finally. Thank you. <laughs> we, Number four. And Christian, I'm, I mean, I know it was it was made in Canada, but why don't you have February on your list? Uh, co-production. Massive oh, co-production. Is it, is yeah. it co? Yeah. Oh. It was on my uh, Martyrs in February were two of the ones, and The Witch were Excellent. three major ones that were on my, I would love to include these, but they're co-productions. Yep. I listened to that podcast just the other day, so yes. Damn it. Now I feel that. All right. I'll take February off. I'll put... Uh, Deranged in at five, little girl who lives down the lane at four, at three, the changeling, at two, videodrome, and at number one, pin. Nice. My boy pin. Nice, yeah, pin. You know, pin pin was a regular on banana leisure. Did you know that? I love pin. He made some appearances. Matter of fact, Alex fucked him. <laughs> he did. Banana Leaser, it's one of the rolling through the 70s shows. Yeah, listen, it's Pin was Pin hung out on our show. He was on a few episodes. Awesome. So, I love Pin. So, okay, well, listen, I, I have some that are similar to yours. Uh, there's only one slasher on there. But, see, I don't think this is giving anything away because everybody knows that this it's a popular slasher. It's, it's, no, it's going to be up there. So this is my five. Number five, The Changeling. Number four, Ginger Snaps. Number three is My Bloody Valentine. Number two is Pin. Nice. And number one is The Fly. Nice, man. Go for the mainstream Cronenberg. That's fine. That's fine. Well, let yeah. me tell you. Hold on about Cronenberg. 
I just, just become a really big fan of The Fly um, when I watched it for Skeleton Crew uh, like, like two years ago when we did a, a Cronenberg retro. And it was only the, the, the third time I saw it in my life. And it really took me in. And I've watched it twice since. Now, I only broke my cherry on scanners and, and video drum around that time. So talk to me again in a couple of years, you know, with, with some of the other Cronenberg stuff. And, and that might, you know, take take the place. But right now, my favorite. But then again, I, I really think the fly is that damn good anyway. So How, Did you just blow your load for 86, though? Ah, that's what I was afraid to. But <laughs> I, I don't want to bullshit the crowd, the listeners, do I? No, no. Do you, you want to you find out that the fly is actually a co-production? <laughs> well... <laughs> You on your damn show never once said that it was. You said that these Cronenberg movies were all Canadian. Well, oh. let's be honest. The Canadians can't do anything by themselves. They need Americans to do so- half the work, so everything's pretty much a co-production. Hey, you bully okay. you bully everybody for the money, and we'll make the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay, no, because I had and I had pin at my number 11 spot. What'd you do, a top 50? Shut up over there. He did 11. He did 10, but he threw in an extra. Oh, you're talking about for the solo cast. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I listened to the solo, and I got to tell you, I enjoyed it even more on the second On listen. the second second listen, Dave? Of course. <laughs> yes. Two times now, dead. You know what I did for right, Brandon's? Right said dead. For Brandon's, it at half speed? Uh, yeah, I did it at half speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Half speed. Brandon's was so much more enjoyable at half speed. First time I thought I'd ever say that. Probably the last time. <laughs> Oh no! You already got me way better. Don't even don't oh, even yeah. try that. That was good enough. That was good. I had no comeback. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to replace the fly with anything else because that would just take too long. And oh whatever. no! It's fine. we'll we'll give it All to right. you. Okay. Let's go to another question from Jim K. Hey Dave, thought of another question for the show. Perhaps take each of your birth years and name your favorite horror movie, but also the worst movie of that year. Uh, so let's talk about birthdays. Go ahead. Man. Can I can I do the can I do the year I was conceived? Not the year I was born. That's no fun. Well, I guess it was fun for two people, but I mean, <laughs> those were some of my best days. I was conceived in '79, but born in '80. No, you can't do that. No, <laughs> wrong. '80 makes it more difficult. Wait till you hear my year. It's That's why it was so even... hard. I have like three for each oh, answer. I have a hard on the other end. Oh, forget about it. Hey, What's I got it? a. You got a hard on the other end. Good for you. Nineteen eighty. Come on, do your thing. Pick one. Pick... All right, so. Favorite movie from 1980? I'm going to say The Shining. Nice. But three honorable mentions for Friday the 13th, Cannibal Holocaust, and City of the Living Dead. I'm sorry. I love all, <laughs> all four of those. Like, what an asshole. And I literally just picked those three out of like a group of like 10 honorable mentions. Take a least, drink. We should mention that. Okay. Yeah. Least favorite? You know, it's weird because I hadn't seen – I've seen a lot from that year. It's a great year. But there are some films on that list from that year that I never saw, so I'm sure they're a lot worse. But one of my least favorites from the ones that I've seen is uh, Boogeyman. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite. And, you know, I put a second one as Terror Train just because I was so disappointed in it. But certainly... Ooh, that can't be that, that Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Boogeyman's a you know what much worse film. All right. Jeez, would you... Oh, God. You know what? I'm going to do mine because it's so, it's so anticlimactic that... Uh, there's just nothing to it. You have a plethora to choose from, and I have nothing. And I, I couldn't even pick a worse because I've watched so few movies from this year. Shame on me, uh, honestly, because shame. I was born. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> shame. 65. Uh, okay, let's hear it. No, 1972 <laughs> horror movies. The same year Sesame Street came out. 
Okay, I think anyway. Cookie, so, cookie, cookie. When I Google 1972 horror movies, did you say cocky, cocky, cocky? Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie. Oh, okay. It's cocky monster. Bukaki, bukaki, bukaki. The bukaki monster. If that is not already a porno, someone's going to listen and film it. I'll say it right now. So, yeah, 1972. I confess, I've probably only seen like a dozen films, and they're not really my cup of tea. None of them are bad. I'm just not into early 70s style. But I'm going to say that my favorite is going to have to be Tales from the Crypt, the anthology. Crypt? Going with that one. Crypt. <laughs> Crypt. C-R-Y-P-T. I'm a big fan of that anthology movie. Now, as far as the worst, man, like I said, I haven't seen that many. It's really tough. I mean... If you guys look and see that 1972, there's, I just, I'm going to pick a movie that I actually enjoy watching because it's so bad it's good. It is still bad, so that that's the best I can do. I'm, I'm going to say Three on a Meat Hook, which I do own, and I will watch again because it's it's so bad it's good. It's fun to watch, but I guess I could say it's the worst movie. But a lot of these other movies I just haven't seen. I haven't seen Blood Freak, Dracula Prisoner of Frankenstein, The Blood Spatter, Bride, Invasion of the Blood Farmers. What was blood this year? Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. The Thing with Two Heads, The Red Queen Kills Seven. I might like that movie. Did but you see Night of Lepus? I don't remember it. Is that the one with the giant rabbits? Yep. I have not seen it. I don't really watch large creature movies. Or you know what movie creatures. you should see from that year? And it's also an anthology, and it's really good, is Asylum. I've seen Asylum. I, yeah. Oh, okay. I love Asylum. It's good. It's good. I just yeah. I have an affinity for for uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt. Don't torture yeah. a duckling. That's another good one. Ben. I never watch a movie about a rat. What do I care about a rat? It's a good movie. I like Ben. It might be. I just Doctor Fives, Dracula A.D. Last House on the Left. Yes, I've seen that. I own that. I've seen that several times. But that horror naked, express. Right? What do you say? Are they naked? No. That... <laughs> and Last House didn't make it. No, I like Last House, but when you get right down to it, I think Tales from the Crypt is the better film. It's probably a top five anthology for me. Matter of fact, when we did our last anthology show, I think we did our top fives. And top three. I think we just did the top three. Okay. Yeah. Actually. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen a lot of those films either. I've seen a bunch of them, probably more than you have. But I oh, think yeah. there's a real tre- treasure trove uh, treasure trove of, uh, of, of <laughs> hidden gems in there. <laughs> well, you're the guy. I really like I'm but you know again even some of the ones I actually own that are on the list there that I haven't watched yet but I hear good things about a lot of those films. Yeah, uh, they might be good. I just don't know if they're my style. Look at the Baron Blood. I can't believe how many blood movies there were. Baron Blood is also Bava. Man, oh is it? Yeah. You see how bad I am? What am I doing hosting a show? No, okay. no, it's I'm it's just saying cuz like I'm 70s is my weakest in terms of knowing <laughs> knowing about so you know I definitely so, have to devote myself to more 70s horror. I've embarrassed myself enough. All right, Christian, what do you got? Okay, uh, I had a pretty good year. So, 1974. Ah, best horror sense. movie was The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wasn't Wasn't Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Wasn't released that year in, like, uh, in Indonesia or something? No. It wasn't. Uh, it, it edged out Black Christmas uh, because I love Black Christmas nice. as well. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre gets it. 
And Dave's so happy. He's like, fuck Black Christmas. Yeah. And the, oh, there's a, there's a lot of great movies. I mean, not that Young Frankenstein, because I know it's a comedy more Ooh, than horror, but Young Frankenstein came out that year too, and I fucking love it. But, uh, but from a horror, if you had to go like true horror, Texas Chainsaw takes the cake. And now, the worst. Of course, what because about, the ex. Oh, what were you going to say? What about what? What about the ex? <laughs> Look how confrontational he got. What? What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? You yeah. shaming me, boy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. I was, what the fuck, man? No, no. The Exorcist. I was trying to make a joke. Didn't you see The Exorcist? Yes, I fucked that up. Yeah, thank okay. you, you prick bastard. You. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm worse. It's my favorite movie, and I agreed for a half. Yeah, I love it. All right? And because, well, the worst is, has a result, a direct result, from The Exorcist coming out the year before. Because there was a shitload of uh, Exorcist ripoffs this year. Some of them were actually watchable. Like I like I like the Black Exorcist Abbey. It's, I find that fun to watch. But Beyond the Door, that was my worst of the year. But I, again, I haven't seen The Thirsty Dead. And when I looked through the list, there's a few other ones I hadn't seen. Bad Ronald, you know fun- I think, was one you of them. You know what the funny thing is? I just bought Beyond the Door. That's the last movie I bought. Dude, was the Blu-ray yeah. version of Beyond the Did Door? Did you watch it yeah. yet? No, not yet. I just got it like a few weeks ago. One of those when you when you talk to yourself to purchase it. I gotta send it back now. <laughs> no, recommended by a, a 70s horror fan. Friend. Really? I just listened to a podcast this past week where somebody was talking about how, how they enjoyed Beyond the Door. I forgot what it was, but they said that. Isn't that weird? Wow. Maybe it's oh. so bad it's good. Yeah, maybe they could go fuck themselves. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I didn't realize it came out this early. It was Arnold, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Oliver Stone's what? Seizure. Yeah, it came out in 74 as well. And Seizure is called a slasher horror in the description. Really? A slasher? Yeah. Wow. Actually, another another pretty good year. You got The Barn of the Naked Dead, which I liked. Is it Deranged 74? Yeah, Deranged is 74. Yeah, Deranged. Yeah. Killdozer. (laughs) I saw that one. Made for TV. You know what I haven't seen yet, but everybody just raves and always tells me to to check it out or to buy it is uh, Sugar Hill. Oh, that's good. Check it out. Yeah, good, good years. Good. I think I think we had three good years. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll draw seventy-two on the next freaking on the next twenty-two <laughs> shots uh, thing, and then we'll have to watch seventy-two. You know? I think it'll be good for you. I think you'll have a newfound appreciation because it it definitely was my least favorite decade. But now that I'm starting to watch, not a lot more, but little by little, I'm enjoying it. I have an idea. This is the year of the slasher. Maybe next year will be the year. Of, of the bell bottoms. The year of the bell bottom. <laughs> the year of shame. Oh, <laughs> of a shame. That's, not a, that's actually oh. a, that's a great idea, Dave, what you just said. Thank you. Thank you. The well, year of our birth year. And here's what we'll do. We'll have a big show. We'll have three big shows. Three. Three right? big shows. One will be about 72. One will be about 74. And one will be about 80. Hell yeah, my favorite Well, there's year. at least two good years. <laughs> yes, and but it'll give us and, a reason to watch this. And then there's 74. Years. <laughs> what a fucking prick! <laughs> can, we, can we swap out Jews? Can we get Jeremy? <laughs> we should. Maybe we'll do that next year. It'll be the year of the swapping Jews. Hey, hey! I could just sit here. I could just sit here and say, "Hey, you Canadian asshole! Hey, you Italian fucking asshole!" You swap me up for moods. <laughs> yeah, you can be the Canadian, right? Imagine that. Oh, wait, no. Then JP. Oh, yeah, that won't be cool. Imagine I prefer, me. I prefer Mexican to Italian anyway. 
<laughs> oh, why? Oh. Italians speak English, at least. No, I'm talking about food. Oh, I ate, I ate oh. Mexican. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you assholes are building a wall. Oh, please. Oh, We're shit. all coming to live with you, Christian. When shit hits, when shit really hits the fan, not like it hasn't already. And with that, uh, we we should move on to something. What's next? Maybe a movie review, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, we do a... those on this show. Yeah, yeah. We... I think the listeners kind of like them. You guys want to talk about um, Galaxy of Horror? I know Christian does. It's Canadian. Yeah. This, I think this is going to be an interesting review, mostly because of, of the Canadian thing. And I think anthologies are always fun to review anyway. That's why we like And there's one. a lot of stories. Eight stories in this. And you know what? It's not traditional. It's great how they inter- – like literally yeah. they are eight short films that yeah. they made and they popped them into a movie. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. It was. You know, it was. Uh, that's where I'm going to disagree because that seems where in modern films, in modern anthologies, that's something that everyone's doing now. Like the ABC Tales of the Halloween. One. Tales of Halloween. Just, yeah, I hear you. And, and, and Tales everybody. of the Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> he knew I wasn't going to let it go. I love, are you wearing an ascot? I, I just wish. No, it's my bed sheet. <laughs> an asshole with an ascot. <laughs> Look at this asshole in an ascot. <laughs> You ask how we're in, motherfucker. Galaxy of Horrors, 2017. I'm not going to tell you the directors because there's about a million of them. Trapped in a damaged cryogenic pod, a man is forced to watch a series of horrific science fiction tales when his life support system runs out. Sci-fi horror tales. Yeah, it features eight and ten stories of the unknown and otherworldly, equally wonderful and terrifying. That remains to be seen. We're going to try to do these quickly because we have triple R's, we have two reviews. I yeah, mean, I mean, these are short. I mean, the film's not, the film's actually a little bit long, but, you know, there's eight of them, so they're only like 10, 15 minutes each. Do we want to talk about the wraparound now or at the end? Let's say we, well, let's just say, you know, the, this guy, Mr. Brown, he awakes in a, in a cryovac chamber and his backup life support kicks on and it's at 20% and everything's malfunctioning. And so while it's being fixed, he has to watch these sci-fi and horror entertainment tracks that are being put on for him to kind of keep him calm while the computer system's trying to fix itself. And, and I'll he, tell you what. What? The funniest, the funniest part is that after two movies, he's complaining. He's like, I'm tired of seeing them. I'm like, <laughs> you're really doing a disservice to your movie. But I'm yeah, I know. The wraparound is pretty much telling you the movies that you're showing them suck. <laughs> I bet that was intentional, though, because that was funny. It was funny. I'm tired of seeing him. He's, he's only seen two. How tired can he be? It's not like he was there for fucking ten hours. Well, that, the know? wraparound, the wraparound is honestly, and I'm when I say this, I take it with a grain of salt. It's not sleepaway camp for survivor bad, but no. by any means, but it's literally a guy in one little set with a digital video camera on him, some unique lighting. And that's it. And he's just talking yeah. to the camera so that they can easily insert these eight movies. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, can just, I can describe it perfectly, but it might that's be spoilerish. Saw five in space. Saw five in space. Yeah, kind of. The end of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. That's exactly how Saw five <laughs> Dave, I thought for sure you'd be the one who got it instantly. I don't get it. And that's the end. The end. We don't have to wait for the podcast for you to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it later. Yeah. Anyway. Cliffhanger. Yeah, Cliffhanger. We'll just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got one for next show. Yes. 
<laughs> it might take two weeks to figure it out. Yeah, in yes. two weeks, we're going to start the show off with you just <laughs> laughing your ass off. So five in space! I don't what? get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I, okay. I got to watch Saw 5 now. Oh, Eden. Okay. Okay. First one Eden. is Eden. Eden. Okay, first of all, Rue Morgue. This is a Rue Morgue presentation, yep. and it's uh, Canadian. So I have a feeling Christian's probably going to come in higher than everybody. But yeah, oh, okay. fuck. I don't, oh, I don't come in high just because it's a Canadian movie. Remember okay. uh, that bowling one, uh, Gutter Balls, I was Ooh. not a big fan of. <laughs> bowling for Columbine. Yeah, bowling that for Columbine. <laughs> that damn Michael Moore. There was no kidding. bowling in that at all. I thought that was a sequel to Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> I bought this movie bowling for Tom. I thought Roy <laughs> Munson was going to show up. And it was depressing as hell. You know what? What I liked was it was ambitious. I thought they got the look of this, you know, again, a lot of these are post-apocalyptic landscapes. Dystopian, as they love to say in these movies. <laughs> they love using that term, I think, uh, yeah. to describe it. But I yeah. thought they did well. Some of the... Some of them. This one, I will give an exception to. I thought the effects were decent. There's a little bit of blood. Point of view at the beginning was really cool. I think they did it kind of video game style. It was like, and then then it switched over. Very simple story, but well presented. I thought it introduced the movie quite well. I was introduced. This? This one? No, because. This one was was just, this one was okay. Look, I do, the thing with this film, and it's it's for all of them. Is that the effects are cheesy, but I think the moral of each story is pretty solid. And this one in particular, I like the idea of this, like, basically the suicide squad that's trying to destroy this corrupt government. Not to take over for themselves, just trying to end humanity. Dave, no, my rating for this is not fantastic. I'm just saying that, like, it surprised me when I popped the movie on. I think I was just like, well, I've never heard of this. It came out this year. This is going to be crap. And I'm like, oh, I actually I actually enjoyed this. In the very beginning, my hopes were a little bit high. And then as it started going, I was just kind of like, eh, okay. It was kind of, it's just not my type of story. There was a lot of dialogue and uh, the reaction yeah. to medications. And then I was kind of confused who was on what side. And yeah. this guy's the president. It was kind of like uh, 10 tons of shit packed in a five-ton bag, you know? Yeah, the first story by far, when I was watching it, I felt the same way as you, Dave. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope the whole film isn't like this because I was very confused. It was too fast. Yes. But it was solid overall in the end, and then it kind of – the pacing of the other shorts definitely slowed down a bit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I guess this was a good way to start it. This was more of an action sci-fi. Yeah, it was. And I like the way it ended. Yeah, There were guns in it, so you must have hated it. Yeah. Yeah, but – uh, the guns I'm not crazy about, but at least we had a little gore to go with the guns. If the you're pres- going to have guns. The presentation know? was great. I mean, again, yeah. I don't know how long you want to talk about that. I'll, I'll just spill my beans. I gave it a 6 yeah. out of 10. 6 out of I 10. Gave it, I gave it a 5. I gave it a 6.5. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Right. So, at the end of this, are we going to tally? I've already done it. Are you guys going to tally up your votes and divide yeah, it? Yeah, I've votes? done it already to, to calculate my grade. Did you include the wraparound? Because I did. Uh yeah, I I I didn't with the eight, but it's not gonna change it. It's gonna it's gonna it probably drag it down a tiny bit, but it'll still average up to the same score. Okay, all right. Well, I gave the ramp around a four. If anybody's interested. Wow, really? Yeah. I, when I should I go? I didn't think it was. I didn't think. I just I just feel like it's you know it's a five. It's a five it's and a half. Below average? No, average. I didn't feel like it was below average. Really? I, so if you're putting in an anthology. 
I when saw you see it a guy, coming. a guy's head guessing girls' names, and that's the, the gist bag, of this. Bag of dicks forty four. Bag of dicks forty four. <laughs> you didn't find that funny? Yeah, that's why it gets a four. If it didn't have a, something, it'd be a three. Oh God, you're a little tough on this one. What okay. would you think, Christian? What would I you get, think? I just, well, I give it a five. It served its point. But it was it wasn't ambitious at all. I thought it was pretty cheap. Like I said, it was like throw a camera on a guy. He's in a cryogenic chamber. Action. Say Jennifer. Say Hillary. It wasn't. I, I see where you're coming from, Dave. But I can't give it more than a five. No, I don't want you to give more. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy for giving it a four. No. You know, Brandon, Brandon made it made it sound like I, I shot the Pope. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? Who's the Pope? Or shot the um? Who's the Jewish leader? Is there one? The joke. Like, the, the joke? Oh, okay. Shot the Jewish joke. Pope. Stu Jopia, our buddy. <laughs> anyway, All right. uh, Iris. Iris. I this was Iris. one of my this was one of my favorite ones. I liked it. Yeah. I had two that were standouts above the others, and this was one of them. Wow. Iris is believable. The concept of this phone is believable to me that that would happen in the future. It's yeah, it's a statement on what technology is like. What? It could do it now. Probably. It's tracking could. you all the time. It's kind of funny. Where when he finds out that the phone's listening to his conversations, he says, "What?" He goes, "What?" You hear my conversation? She goes, "Well, ever since the last update, if you go to settings, you can disable it." I go, "That's freaking perfect," and that's true, you know, yeah. with the iPhones, totally. I mean, who reads that shit? You don't know. But yeah, Iris, I dug it. I, I mean, it's a morality tale, right? Yeah, it's, it's about a basically a super smartphone called the next phone, and this guy Dave is out burying a dead body. And he's using his phone because he has to take a picture of the dead body in order to correct, uh, collect his his bounty. And uh, basically the phone turns on him. Yes. I didn't like one thing about it. The fact that five minutes later she says, oh, Dave, that, that photo was corrupted. You're going to have to take it again. Why would she wait five minutes later? And when you take a picture of that importance, wouldn't you look at it right after you took it? That's my only yeah. But I felt I felt like she was fucking with him at that point. Okay, I could accept that. All right. uh, the phone bugged me a little bit. I know it's Siri and, and whatever. I liked the introduction. I liked I liked the way it played out, but it didn't elevate. I, the fact that you said it was one of your favorites surprises me because I have two that I I think I actually have three that stand out above this. Oh really? This is this is my second highest rated, and it's, I have one. I have uh, two others that are rated pretty high too. But this it's one my is. third. It's my third or or fourth highest rated. It's it's up there. It's in my top eight. <laughs> uh, what, what really can we say about this that we haven't said? I mean, without giving anything away, we've it's already tough, said it. Yeah, it's somebody. tough to really go to go into them without getting into spoilers. But it's all about like man versus technology in these in each of these, and you really need to be a, a sci-fi fan. Yeah, you know, well, it, tri- it it tries to be more you know like Outer Limits or Twilight Zone. It, it never reaches That's that fine. level. Of course but not. It tri- but it tries. But it, it has ambition, like Christian said, and it does yes. try. And I appreciate that. Look, I was dreading watching this. Just from looking at the preview, I'm like, oh, I do not want to watch this. But I found myself actually enjoying these stories. I didn't think the production was amazing. I didn't think, you know, the acting was amazing. But I thought the, you know, the storytelling was, was decent. It was pretty good, <laughs> above average. They really tried to tell decent stories in a short amount of time. And that's why I came in probably higher than both of you on most of these Really, I'm gonna be. I thought Christian was gonna come in the highest, but 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 we'll see. I mean, 
Here's what I'll say. There's a nice brutal fall in this one that I oh, haven't yeah. seen. Yeah. You know, a little bit of gore we saw, I think looked fine. Not great, not bad. Just, it was fine though. Uh, I like the, I like the point she was making about the mountain lions coming and all oh, that stuff. Brutal, brutal. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And that's, that's really all I'm going to say. If you guys have some more bullet points to it that you want to say before you rate it, then. No, I mean, that's, no? that's literally the story. I mean. All right. Without well, without saying exactly what happens in each frame, that's literally the story. I thought this was the most straightforward because I literally my point yeah. was this is the iPhone Siri like segment. That's what I put. With all my other ones, <laughs> I have notes. This one, that's all I put. So it was very straightforward. I enjoyed it. Six out of ten, though. Again. Okay, I give it a seven. I give it an eight. Wow. Yeah, you guys wow, are coming in high. And you know what? You know what I was doing? And I, is this what you guys do when you're rating the shorts? I look at it, you know, can, can a feature length be made around this concept? Well, no. <laughs> no, I agree. I no, agree I, I actually did think of that. It would yeah. be boring after, after yeah. it. You know? Fuck you guys, then. Well, <laughs> you think that could pass as a feature length? This. Yeah. Maybe. I'll tell you, I'll tell you which one could. The, my least favorite one, the next one, Leaf Flesh Computer. That could be a feature-length oh, movie. You're right. And and the <laughs> was more for the fact that you didn't like it because it was the most Cronenberg. As a matter yeah, of fact, it was. It's, fucking, it's Videodrome. That's, well, this that's is very This Cronenberg. is what I did. I said Videodrome, uh, Videodrome-esque, Cronenberg-esque, but not good. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> I liked it more on my second view. I bumped it up. Not much, but I bumped it up a half point on my second view. And yes... It is very Cronenbergian. It's strange. Cronenbergian. <laughs> it's like strange. It. Just the term flesh computer alone already sounds Cronenberg. You know what I mean? Yes. But it, again, an interesting story, about, you know, about, you know, the consciousness of, of technology versus humanity in a very short, simple, straightforward story. No, just not I enough. And I like it. I like it. It's just the CGI fly irked me. Oh, irked I like the that. shit yeah, out of me. I, yeah, but, but again, the the effects were not great in the, throughout the movie. Well, the girl, the girl with the electric eye was good. It's when they focused on this one started with that girl with the little electronic eye, and I'm like, oh, cool. Then we got why? CGI fly. Oh, cool. Like, why did she have the eye? Yeah, that's well, why nothing was. You extreme. scratch your head a lot of times on this one, going, why? Why did they have the flesh monster, the flesh computer? <laughs> well, the so handyman, what? but the handyman and the girl were were also uh, AI. Is that what they were? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they remember, were artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah, the guy's the, figures. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, right. The fly thing initially bothered me the first time because it was kind of shitty, uh, you know, CG. But the second time, I took it as this is just a fucked up type of short, and everything about it is weird. So the CGI doesn't have to be top-notch. Maybe it looks that way on purpose. But the kill, when that fly was killed, I mean, yeah. you're going to laugh at me, but it, I'm kind of a, that way, though. I don't like killing anything. But it made me look at it even more. I was like, that was kind of brutal to see when, when its wings shattered and its legs snapped. and this. Even though it was CG, the slow-mo thing, I think, just kind of hit me. So Yeah, see, I, see, I, I feel like when you're focusing on the CG and stuff, even though it wasn't great... It takes away from that whole dialogue that was going on about how brutal it must be to, you know, to be a fly and, and, and that and just, you know, comparing that with with humanity and stuff. Oh, the fly, Cronenberg. Look at that, huh? See? Hey, this was Seth Brundle fly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeff well, Goldblum actually played that fly. 
<laughs> and here are my notes. Why is it when anybody grabs nunchucks to use as a yeah. weapon, they got to do like a few practice moves like they had to go <laughs> before they attack the people with the nunchucks. Every time <laughs> someone grabs nunchucks, they've got to do the prep moves first. You're right. It's just to show that they got skill. Yeah. I'm not just going to grab these things. I know how to use these motherfuckers. <laughs> I know. You can put nunchucks in my freaking klutz, freaking dumbass hands, and I can whack somebody with them. You know what I mean? You don't need to be skilled with the freaking nunchucks. Though. Well, you might knock yourself out. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen somebody, an old roommate in college who had a pair of them, and he was showing off one day doing them, and he whacked himself right on the forehead, and we all froze like we didn't know what to do. I mean, I moved out shortly after because, like, one of my roommates was a drug dealer, and this guy was whacking himself in the head with nunchucks. It was <laughs> like I thought he—I thought he killed himself. I thought he cracked his skull open. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, and the reason—and the reason I say that—and that was a good story. Like <laughs> <laughs> but let's get on. Uh, so, <laughs> the, and the reason for me saying that I think they just jump around too quickly. Suddenly, we cut to two guys shooting cans, possibly trying to kill a cat. Then we jump away from them. And you're like, what? What the fuck was that? But then, of course, they yeah. get reintroduced. Then they get reintroduced. I mean, it's acceptable. But that's why I feel that this one could have been, for lack of a better term, fleshed out <laughs> into a feature length uh, uh, or a longer segment. So I agree. And that's why I think I came in low because the potential where I thought it could go was so much more than what some of these other ones were. So wow. I actually came in. I came in just a little bit lower than uh, Eden and Iris. Well, 5.5. Yeah, sorry. Oh, interesting. I had 5.5 the first time, and then I told you I watched it a second, and I bumped it up half a point. So I give it a 6. So I was right with you. Interesting. I only watched it once, and I came in above both of you at (laughs) (laughs) 6.5. Again, I like this idea of questioning technology versus humanity, man versus machine. Well, then you You must have loved the next one. The the next one. Ah, This was the one. This was the one when you said before we started recording, before mm. Christian even got on, Brandon told me that he watched one and he watched it a second time, but he was talking about one of his triple R's. So, but I thought he was talking about this segment that he didn't like it. And then when he watched it the second time, he liked it more, but I was wrong. So that was a waste of talk. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll lead into this. So that, let's just see the first three. Now we're in a f- episode four, five and six or, or segment four, five and six. These three segments up the ante for me. And were my three favorite segments of the show. Wow! Yeah, these, and the, my favorite one is in these three, but it's it's not it's not this one. It's not Pathos. Pathos now, is my second favorite. Interesting. Well, I have two in a row that are my two favorites, and it's and it's not Pathos. Listen, Pathos to me was like one giant metaphor. You know, it might have gone on a little longer than it had to, but but then again. It was a lot of tension throughout, so I guess it was, was a lot of tension, but yes. a, a little confusing. I didn't, I, Sorry, Brandon, go. No, what were you gonna say? I, I said single-handedly the reason why I liked it. Short film, and there was tons of tension. I'm like, wow, I was like, I was in. The score was brilliant. The cinematography was brilliant. Everything was great. Uh, with one guy, machinery, and all these freaking ads coming in. We will preface this by saying this is in a foreign language, so there's subtitles, but it doesn't take away from it. And I, I thought it was shot amazingly. And yes. again, 
again, the tension. So we had great, great shots, great music. And I was like, I was invested. So I'm like, well, this was amazing. The only thing I was confused I by is, I mean, I get that this is like a, a almost like a post-apocalyptic waste world where everything is virtual reality because the, the world is, is basically destroyed. And you're basically hooked up to this virtual reality. And I'm going to keep saying basically. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't pay. You're basic. You're basic. You're no, basic. If you don't pay, <laughs> you start to lose your senses. And eventually you'll die. So that's what I didn't understand. Like why he was losing his senses. I get that you could experience all these things for credits. But did he just want to experience all these things? And he wound up using all his life credits? Like what was what, what am I missing here? I, I don't know. I just thought that it was like a metaphor, like a consumerism thing, and and also how like you kind of get complacent with things that are good, like when they were oh, talking it was about de- sex. definitely on yeah yeah that was great how the ad and they kept coming in with like the better packages buy this right. the super package this and that yeah but but I didn't get when he started like losing his senses like why is he losing his senses but it was heartbreaking a little bit because he's he's trying yeah. to he wants to read his uh, credit card but he loses like his. Yeah. Uh, his his touch, <laughs> and he had a bunch of different credit cards, which also was. Like, well, and know. I thought it was just quite figuratively, like saying, like we're constantly attached to our de- technology and our devices, and, yeah. and if, without them, we die. Well, again, I guess if you're not, you know, if we don't metaphor. You, I thought the whole point was for him to separate, but then at the end of the at the end of it, I don't want to. I can't give it. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, yes. I thought the goal was for him. To separate from the device. Uh, obviously, maybe I mistaken it, but that's what I thought the end goal no, was. No, you, you could be right. I felt like the device was their lifeline now. I agree, because it was literal, show him. Literally. That's how it starts, remember? Yeah. The whole embryo thing. But That's true, wanna... yeah, it was, yeah. But that's what I thought. I wanna... Maybe, 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 maybe. Well, that's the first image, so we're not giving anything away. But then maybe, 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 by uh, doing all this stuff, because why just wake up? And then have to do this uh, routine. I thought it was to free them from that lifeline. That's what I got from it. And then uh, he failed ultimately. Oh, huh, that's interesting. There's there's a little bit more depth to this now that we're talking about it. And again, we can't give much away because again, yeah. it's these are really short and they're they're very straightforward. I mean, I don't want the listeners to think that we're not going into depth with these. It's just that there's they're very straightforward. It's better off that they see them on our recommendation and just watch uh, yeah. it. Yeah. It's an anthology. Absolutely. Watch it. You know and what by I mean? The way, this, this was a short film, and I, I'm talking right over you guys, and I, I apologize, but this was a short film made in 2010. Yes, oh. I, I noticed that. I saw the dates at the end, and some yeah. of them were made years ago. Flesh Computer was 2014. Pathos was 2010. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think one of them was even 2007. Kings. Damn. But we'll get to that. Wow. Yes, but anyway, wow. that doesn't... Do, I gave this 7.5 out of 10. Wow. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> I initially gave it 7.5. And on rewatch, I went down a half and I gave it a set. Because remember, I went up a half on Flesh Computer. I went up a half on Flesh Computer and I went down a half on this one, which is strange, but that's what I did. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I'm telling you. I'm telling really you. He's fucking and, with you. And, of course I am. And I'll... <laughs> It's a, it's a scam. He's fucking with you. See how good I am? See? I'm just a faker. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on me. Okay, interesting enough, I actually came in not super low, but a lot lower than you guys on this, but I just bumped it up a full point to a seven. 
just because I like the thoughts that are going on in my brain right now. The juices, the juices are percolating. <laughs> nice, man. No, good. I, uh, good. Good points on that one. I, I enjoyed that conversation. It was good. Technically, it, it was one of the best ones. It looked really good, the style of it and everything else. So that that alone bumped it up to at least a five just off of that. And then, the, you know, the narrative, was, the narrative was interesting. So, yeah, now, okay, a, a minute or two ago, somebody said something about two of the next three other favorite or something. Whatever. Someone likes this one? Is that what you're going to say? Uh, I liked it. I, it's short as shit. This is the absolute shortest one here. I think it's like five minutes or, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it, it's really short. I, a one-trick pony. Nothing happened. One thing happened, and that was it. I like the idea it presented, but it is a one-trick pony. Again, very stylized, so there's a lot of style to this one. Decent score. The acting... Is questionable, but it's so short that it gets the point across. It sounds like you guys didn't like it. I didn't dislike it, but again, you know, they kind of are like shooting out information at the beginning just to kind of give you a setup, like, you know, about this terrorist group and this chromo core, and then it's just focused on these two guys. I think if it was just focused on these two guys without giving you that sort of background information of a terrorist group trying to destroy this whole corporation, then it might have just been simpler and kind of creepy but i i did i did kind of like the little twist it had to it well i thought the whole thing was at the beginning was just to and again this is not really a spoiler because you see it right at the beginning of a four minute or five minute movie so yeah the last female at age 25 has been killed and so we know what kind of world we're living in and this terrorist group is going out to destroy any chance of there being redevelopment Wow, I'm being, really? I'm, being, I, I must, I'm being very I must not have been listening. I must not have listened close enough. I didn't realize that was said. Or I well, couldn't get it. There was, there, was a news, there was a news article that it passes yeah. by that says the last woman uh, has passed away, which is why the guys are doing what they're doing, which is why what happens after happens and why they have to yeah. tw- try yeah. again. Wow, you're making me like it a little bit more now. I wasn't. Really? It was going by very fast at the beginning, so I wasn't getting everything that was being said. But interesting. I skipped it. This was the only one when I watched it the second time that I skipped it. So that just goes to show you, I, I had no interest. I know what happened. I like the gore shot that we got. There was a, a good scene when we saw, saw uh, you know something getting cut open, and it was cool. But you could have just showed me that with no story, and it would have been just the same because I didn't care about the story. You know, I didn't, it's just. Maybe I should watch it again, but I, I had no desire to, so that, that shows me enough. I just wasn't that into it. It's so weird that you skipped, well, there's a, like I said, five minutes in and out. Yeah. Like my sex. Like, what? Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my lowest rated. Wow. So, Interesting. Yeah. I was seven I was seven out of ten. Wow, I'm four. Holy shit. Wow. I'm six, oh. I'm six out of ten. Wow. It's so funny. I didn't change, how I didn't change my rating, but that, that was my initial rating. Six. It's so funny how we differ in a lot of these. Pathos being maybe our closest one. I mean, I guess we were close in the first few. You guys seem to like him a little bit more than I did. But I'm actually wow. interested about the next one because I'll say right now the next one was my absolute favorite. Yeah, same with me. It's yeah. the next two are the next two are the me. best. The best cinematography in this. Other, yeah, Pathos was a close like close consideration, but this one blew me away. Loved it in black yeah. and white. Loved the story. I love that the there's actually a twist. Oh, the twist sake. is great too. Yeah. This is the yeah, best it, segment of the movie. Yeah, it's called <laughs> They Will All Die in Space. It's good. It's good. Good acting. 
Uh, just good all around. This is one that I feel could have been a feature, and that yes. just could have been one segment of a bigger movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. And didn't you, did anybody else feel like the character of uh, Phil Eberhart's looks like uh, Ewan McGregor? That one one of the uh, space guys there, he looked like a like the asshole. A, oh, they're both kind of. I mean, yeah, not the not the, the one they reanimated. The no. guy that lasted. The guy that lasted. <laughs> There's three, three fucking guys. The bad guy the that lasted wife. the longest. How's that? Yes. <laughs> Basically, just to set this one up, there's Dan and Phil. They're on this ship, the Tantalus, and they decide that they're going to wake up Alex from a cryogenic sleep because they need help to fix their ship that's been destroyed, and they're just drifting through space, and they're running out of supplies. And Alex then starts to help them, and it goes from there. And they say they've been adrift for more than six months at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Very alien-like, like the movie Alien. Yeah. Good special effects, too, though. The space scenes are good. The actual interiors are great. You feel like you're in Alien without it yeah. feeling like a ripoff. It's filled in black right. and white. So you got to get that sort of 50, 65 vibe sci-fi feel. Uh, really well done. And the, the payoff is uh, great. Great. Yeah. And there's the not payoff- much more. Really, you can't say too much more because right. that's it. Yeah, really. But uh, to be honest, you know, when it, when it first started, I'm like, oh, okay, here's what's what's going on here. I thought it was real easy to predict. I'm like, okay, here's what's going on. And then when the end happens, I'm like, what? <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> like a Dave like, no. <laughs> That was That was an M. Night twist, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was very good. This one was, yeah. was definitely my favorite. I liked the, I liked the, I liked the look of this one. The acting was the acting was solid in this one. Yep. This one, this one is definitely the other one that I could have seen as a feature, like you said. This is one of the main reasons the listeners should watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I still, again, I still think that you know the themes of, of these shows are are uh, the themes of these stories are, are not identical, but definitely similar. So I think you could find something good in all of them, but this one was def- by far the strongest. Yeah, it looks the most legit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so far as I'm watching this and we got to this, I'm like, this one looks like it's a real movie. Like, yeah. this could have been on a, and I don't want to, I was going to say on a VHS, but VHS is kind of low budget too. No, I was but trying I know to think of like a, yeah, like a, a more higher budget type uh, anthology movie. I think know? the fact that, you know, Christian even referenced that some of these were made in 2007, 2010, that they're all over the place speaks to the, to the difference in the way some of them look. This was obviously. Not the easiest of production to put together. No, and this, this one, kind of this one was 2015 as yeah, well. Yeah, segment and and it shows that it's you know it's a more yep. a new one that's that's better made. Yep, had me hooked right off right right from the start. Yeah. So I was just gonna say I'll give my rating. I have a feeling that my rating is gonna be the lowest. It's not a low rating, but the way you guys are talking, I'm still coming in kind of high. It's an eight, eight for me. Go ahead, Christian. Oh, I, I was just gonna say though, no, that's exactly where I, what I am. An eight. Right on. I I gave it a nine. Cool. There you go. Nice. I, I I loved it. I yeah. you know I really think my low expectations of this film. I was I even said to you guys before I was like this movie looks like shit. I really didn't want to watch this movie. Oh, you <laughs> watched the trailer. Yeah, and then I wound up just enjoying it a lot more. I went in with such such a bad attitude that I actually had a good experience. You gotta so. stop watching trailers, man. Hmm. Then I might have hate really hated it. <laughs> 
telling you. Nine out of ten. Number right. seven, Entity. This blew me away the first time, and then I thought maybe the second time it wouldn't as much. And I, no, both times it blew me away. Remember this... how I talked about 47 meters down or what, what, what the uh-huh. And I, I was talking about oxygen and how I it's kind of like a phobia of mine. Even though, I mean, you're, I'm you're sure scared of oxygen. Everyone's afraid to suffocate. I understand. Oh. Um, um, uh, but remember how they're running out of oxygen in the deep, and I, I was, it was real tense to me because I felt like I was there with them. And this is how I felt when this girl is out there floating and her ship's exploder or whatever's happened. She's in her spacesuit floating in space, and the things come on right away saying oxygen level low. Yeah. Right away, I'm in that in that thing with her. I'm like, oh man, oh this is gonna be tough. So. It spoke to me in that way, but technically, I thought it was amazing too. I was just yeah. on board from start to finish in this thing, and it, it really freaking blew me away. This yeah. is the only story out of all eight of them that actually frightened me, visually frightened me. Yep. Especially in 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 you know obviously in its conclusion, I was like, like like it. Uh, I had an uneasy feeling, like it was genuinely frightening. Yeah, dude. Great yeah. music again. And, yes. the, and, and and you felt the tension. Love the space explosion at the beginning because it was done yeah. more realistically. And then the way that they introduce her and yeah. and how it just goes. And it's gravity. That like It's like the movie Gravity, but it's actually scary and without the uh, pussy farting uh, feel good. Pussy farting. <laughs> the feel good element to it. <laughs> I've never seen Gravity. If it's anything like this, uh, I'm a little more see, curious. You got to see Gravity for that. Yeah, you do need to see yeah. Gravity. It's just, it's just a, the uplifting part of it. Kind of okay. is, is the movie's downfall. Yeah, understood. There's a movie I'm going to talk about later that has that that same thing. But uh, the way this is shot, the opening scene where you where you see it's a, a reflection of her, and they do it again at the end. I, yeah. I just think it's brilliantly shot. I, I just like it's kind of like it tricks you for a second. You see it, and you're like, wait, what, what's going on here? Then you realize that you're seeing something else. Then, then I, 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 she's a very relatable person. I, I thought she, I, I, you know, when she was talking and asking for help and everything else, and uh, I don't know, uh, she has pretty eyes too, and I, I just fell for her the, the whole time. I was just there was one there. scene in it that was very Doctor Who. Can you say what it is, or is it spoiler? She, she kind of gets sucked yeah. in, and it, the it, vortex, just, it was the so, black hole. Yeah, part. the vortex. Yeah. Oh, that was it, awesome! It was, it was awesome, yeah. but it was so Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. I'm not. I never I'm not watched fun. it. I'm I'm a big Doctor Who fan, but um. Okay. Well, when it, 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 I, you who was expecting that? Not me. Not <laughs> me. No. When it first when it first opens up, I was I was freaking out, and she's yeah. freaking out, and I was just right. like, and just the end that that image is just embedded in my brain. That's not going away. Oh. Oh, dude, no. That no. was terrifying. It was crazy. I, how about when she accepted her fate or what she thought was going to be her fate and she started singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Yeah. Dude, that was emotion. I was right there with her. I'm like, oh, man. She almost went to the fetal position, and I was like, oh, this poor girl. But it, it just takes you on a trip, and, and and I just I love it. The opening shot, the closing shot, and everything in the middle. Uh, Christian, you haven't said much. Uh, how do you feel? No, I, I I liked it. I thought of Gravity immediately, but I thought where this went when the when the Earth sort of gassed up, I was like, whoa! And immediately, I I agree with you guys. I was like, this is freaky. Then I kind of thought it went a little too long and did her voyage. Avoid. Then I thought the end made it worth it. 
Yeah. So I didn't come in excessively high. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I gave it I... 7.5. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I gave it a 9. And really? Wow, wow. Man. Dude, I was having to find myself reasons for it not being a 10. That's how much it blew me away. And I was like, well... I can't tell you why it's not a 10, but I can still give it a 9. It's just one of those things, you know? It, yeah, it blew We're literally out. all over the place. I know we of, are. In terms of our numbers. And it's crazy. And the next <laughs> one is probably, the next one and the last segment, if we could get to that, I think could have easily been removed from this movie because I don't think it fits the movie. Yeah, the, last one, yeah, the last one really doesn't It's tacked fit. on and the movie would have been long enough. It didn't need. Well, you said this one. You said this one was two thousand seven. Two thousand seven Kings. Two thousand seven German. I mean, at this point, why bother? I'm not you saying it's bad. Cool... I'm not saying no, it's, it's bad. bad. It doesn't fit no. this movie. You get a cool nunchuck scene though. Another nunchuck scene. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is an Jeez. awesome scene though. <laughs> Everything at the end is awesome. When you yeah. get you get that reveal, that's freaking pretty cool. And it's yeah. just a basic story. These guys are running coke. They freaking they get a pound of coke. They take it into it's almost like a uh, from dusk till dawn, yeah. where they just go into a bar. It meets like. Phantasm. <laughs> those <laughs> things instead of spears, those things reminded me of the Phantasm like things for sure. I mean, oh. I know they were more spider esque and whatever, but they with drills and all that and everything. Like Chronos. Yeah. Or exactly. Or batter or batteries not included. Or <laughs> I, can't, can't even believe, I saw that in the theater. That movie, Batteries Not Included. You know what? I might have also. I was young, but I might have seen that. <laughs> this is Kings with a Z. Yes. Oh, there you go with a Z. <laughs> awesome. It is. What language was this? They were German. German. Yeah. yeah and again, I guess we didn't really set it up. Like, but you kind of did say it. They have cocaine. These two guys. They go into a club, and bad shit goes down from there. Yeah. Guy sees his sister. That's when all shit hits the yeah. fan. One of the there's two guys, and you know they're trying to make a quick buck, and they go in there, and uh, they have a, they're kind of given a hard time by the bartender and even the bouncer at first. And like, listen, do you want me to just do this whole uh, this whole pound of coke myself? Then they get the you know it's real, it's tough to get in. It's like a private club, I guess. And yeah, and then, then they get in there. They're there to see the the head drug dealer there. Right. I think, they, I think he owns the bar, but I, I don't know. Maybe, he maybe might. Not. I don't but know. Dude sees his sister there partying, and she's probably wasted. You know what I mean? And as soon as he sees there, and you know she's younger than him, and I think that's when shit starts to hit the fan, and they all end up being in the back room, and then one thing leads to another, and it's just, nothing's really explained. It's weird and it's fucked up. But the fact that it's not explained, you know <laughs> what the hell's going on, makes the end of this segment a little bit better for me. Okay, just yeah, the I creepiness guess. and like um, kind of unknowing it's you know it's a very downbeat ending oh yes yes i mean most of them most of them they all are actually it's cheaper creepers is what it is exactly yeah Yeah. that's 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 perfect that's really that's really well done it's it's cheaper creepers without the kitty touching (laughs) (laughs) no salivating no victor salivating over kids in this one victor salivating Uh, two things i hated was that fucking tattoo on the bouncer's uh neck and face, it was the worst looking tattoo ever. It literally oh, looked Mike like, thing? yeah, it literally looked like a <laughs> well, because it like shined in the light, so it looked like just black face paint. So bad, <laughs> takes it right out of it. And then the editor or director and editor love to do this effect. I think they did it two, maybe three times, where it morph cuts to do two, two different characters. So instead of cutting, the faces morph, 
into another character oh. and it's a different scene. And I hated it. I hated that. <laughs> the high points were good. When you got the gore and you got the digging into the skull yes. and the reveal at the end, stuff like that. Maybe it could have been trimmed. That would have that would have helped it a little bit. Hey, do you guys think that that guy had a Mickey Mouse ring on his finger? By the way, no one noticed it, huh? No. This freaking no. guy had a ring that kind of like the lead guy that you know all that shit goes down at the end. At one point, something happens and you see a close up of his hand and it's like that, and then he has like this ring, and it literally looks like it's Mickey Mouse but like silver. It's like two big ears and then a face like a Mickey Mouse thing. Uh, what can you say? Uh, it doesn't make much sense, but I still think it's cool. You know? It doesn't make sense because it's just not fleshed out, like the computer. <laughs> yeah, this, this could have used more story for sure, and it probably could have yeah. been like it's a thirty days a night, almost like I don't know. There's so much more here, yeah. morphing a couple yeah. of different like genres and movie ideas together. Uh, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. There's just not enough story there. It just sort of happens, and I gave it a six point five out of ten. Ha, huh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, again, I came in a little higher. Gave it a seven. Nice. Brandon's blowing this movie. So, I'm I think this is up here to his... southbound of this year. <laughs> no. You know what? I think I can officially say right now that Southbound, I think, is my favorite horror anthology. Period. Period. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's what was missing from uh, from uh, 22 Shots, Creepshow. Yep. I have that on my How list, too. Creepshow's Creep the one that started the big run of the freaking 80s. Uh, nah, whatever. About 20 minutes of Dave Blown Creepshow. <laughs> I will play <laughs> Creepshow. Although I love, I love Trick or Treat, too. I just think Creepshow no, is better. Is there anything else to say before we give our ratings? I think the wraparound is above average for me. It was a, like a six. Like, I wasn't... Like, I saw it coming, but, like... It's it's literally five total minutes if you think about it, kind of. So it it didn't bother me that it wasn't anything epic or overly produced. It was cheap, but it was it was whatever. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I, I actually do think, I, and even my ratings will back this up, that the wraparound is the worst part of the movie. Again, it's serviceable to to make this work. <laughs> you're either going to buy into this or you're not. The guy's stuck right. in this chamber, and to calm him down, he's shown seven films. <laughs> so when I averaged out everything. My uh, my average came to seven point three one out of ten. Oh, okay. So, so if I had to go either way, whatever, yeah. I'll say seven out of ten. Cool. For the whole cool. well, movie, I had no choice um, on my rounding because I did my division and I came up with six point two 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 two. That was that's what it came down to. Uh, so I, I'll have to round it down to a. A six, six or six and a half, you know. Really, really with that nine, you you went down that far. I I thought. I don't know. Let me see here. Unless I'm doing my math wrong, but I just had my calculator. And I just went into it because check it out. Somebody got a calculator. I can read off my uh my my, my ratings if you want to. Five for Eden. Okay. Seven for Iris. Uh, six for Flesh Computer. Seven for Pathos. Four for Eveless. Eight for They'll All Die in Space. Nine for Entity, Kings is a 6.5, and the wraparound is a 4. Divide that by 9. No, divided by 8. 9. No, nine. Oh, nine. oh, fuck, I fucked up. Then I my, yeah. my math is wrong. Okay. Yeah, your math is... Yeah, I was going to say, because your math actually came out higher than mine did. <laughs> While you're fixing your math, I'll just say <laughs> that, that my total for the nine stories 
out of obviously 90 total points came out to oh shit what was (laughs) (laughs) this is i told you guys to have it before you got to the show see i'm so demanding i'm trying to control you 60 63.5 which divided by nine is seven with that 0.5 remaining which is exactly what i gave the 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 film a seven well perfect and mine mine came out to exactly 6.5 out of 10 for the whole film so seven, six and a half, and six. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I blew the movie. I just, I knew I, you know, based on where we were going, that I was slightly above you guys. But overall, I, I feel like anywhere in that six to seven range is a fair score for this. So that's good. So you came in at six, Dave. I, I was six and a half. Brandon was seven overall. And I, makes, yeah. I think that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, when we were talking, it's like, hey, I'm a nine, you're a four. It <laughs> <laughs> and it ended out the same anyway. That's funny, man. Well, it ends up being a recommend. We can at least say that, that the listeners should oh, check definitely. it out. It's Dude, definitely a recommend. This has been under the radar. I don't know how long ago this was released, but I think at least a month, and I haven't heard anybody talk about it anywhere. Well, I saw it. I just started watching it, and I'm like, this is actually like catching my interest. And it was an anthology, and then we found out about the dark tapes, which, funny enough, yeah. we're going to be reviewing soon. And I, I was like, ah, that doesn't look like it's going to interest me, and well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later, unfortunately. Mm, what? <laughs> oh my god, don't even. Don't even. Mm. Oh, it is interesting. All right, now it is time. We didn't do this last show, so we're, we're fresh and we're ready to go with our round-robin reviews. Triple R's. I believe we each have five, correct? We do. Yeah. Okay, who wants to go first? Brandon, you go first, because you had the least amount the last time we did this. Okay, I will go first. The first movie I'm going to review is a new film from this year, although I think it's technically 2016, but it's Ruggiero Diodato's newest film. His first film, I believe, in 23 years, and it's called Ballad in Blood. Okay, so it's the day after Halloween, and Jacopo and Duke wake up in the apartment of two girls, Lenka and Elizabeth, both in Italy, thanks to the Erasmus Project, which is a foreign exchange project. And what they discover is that Elizabeth is dead, and they have no recollection of what happened the night before. Now, okay, so obviously this is Diodato. First thing I want to say, soundtrack is awesome. It's uh, Claudio Simonetti did the, uh, the score for this film. I think Riz Ortolani was on one of the tracks. It was just really well done. Stylized, it looks good. However, the story, I think, tries to be a little smarter than it is. But unfortunately, what, what the deal is with this is it's actually based on a true story. It's actually based on the Meredith uh, Kircher murder in 2007. That was the whole uh, Amanda Knox case. Hmm. That's what people might remember. So it's literally taking from, from that and then creating this whole story of what might have happened. And so basically, Jacob and Duke, they wake up in the apartment... You know, Jacob is sleeping with Lenka. Duke is, he's, a, he's an angry black guy, drug dealer, angry black guy. And he finds Elizabeth's body with her slit throat, her throat slit. Yeah. Does he, <laughs> That's the way he's, does he yell at her? He's angry. He's, right? he's, he's yelling throughout this whole movie. <laughs> like awesome. when you see this film, you'll, he's like really just angry. He, yeah, I think he might yell at the corpse at one point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so they obviously they have no idea what's going on. So the three of them get together and they decide they're going to try to figure out what's what happened because they don't want to call the cops because obviously it'll be the the end for the three of them because they're in a foreign country, you know, as students. 
uh, as they get closer to the truth, they start to turn e- turn on each other. So it reminded me a little bit of um, what's that film with with you and McGregor? Now that you uh, oh, uh, you got- Shallow Grave. Shallow Grave kind of yeah. reminded me of that, of like how the, the the paranoia and the tension builds. But I, you know, because it's telling this true story, it doesn't really deviate too far into like horror esque area. It, it's almost more drama. They do throw in these two extra characters, this barkeeper and his his boy toy, like this young boy that kind of like hangs around with him. You feel like it's his sex slave or something. I don't know. It's very strange. But ultimately, um, the biggest downfall for this film is the actors. They should have spoken their native languages. They did the film in English, and it's dreadful. It's dreadful. Really? Yeah. It's like not you like could... Argento or something, like just dubbed? No, it's them actually trying to deliver the lines in English and some of them just sound so <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's got some great sets though and it looks good and it you know the score is great, some of the gore is decent. Uh it's not a bad film. I overall just felt a little flat for me. I gave it a five and a half out of ten. Wow. I, I'm I not you know you know what I want to say is and, and this is gonna happen with another film that, that we're gonna talk about later on, is when they take films based on actual events and and sort of tell that story, but then add fiction to it. I'm not necessarily a lover of that because I'm always more scared and creeped out by the actual events. Yeah. So the fact that they fictionalize it and and they kind of left some things unexplained, I was a little confused by 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 the role of some of these characters. It kind of you know that's why it ultimately is as low as it is. It's it's definitely a recommend. I can see people liking it more. I will give this another shot. Because I can see myself liking it more. And I was mentioning to you, Dave, before we began the review, and I'll wrap this up because I know I'm talking longer than we wanted. But I mentioned to you before that I missed the message boards on IMDb and this film in particular because I would have liked a little interpretation of some specific scenes and specifically the ending. But, but overall, not, not hard to follow, but just a few things. I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, five and, five and a half out of ten. Check it out. Diodato makes a cameo in it, too. Really? I'm just yeah. surprised he's back. This is the first I've heard of it, so I was kind of shocked. Yeah, I'd heard about it. I think he made it a few years ago. Hmm. Want me to go, Dave? Or... No, I'll start with a 2017 uh, uh, release. Uh, made last year, but officially released on Shudder just recently. I think this just past weekend. And that's Sweet, Sweet Lonely Girl. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear this. I watched it last night. Okay. <laughs> I watched it twice. <laughs> because ah, it's funny the movie itself on Shudder compares it to another film and the first thing I thought of I didn't read this I just started watching the movie I'm like this is kind of playing out like House of the Devil and funny enough that's what they decided in the in the same vein of House of Ty West House of the Devil so the saving grace here for anybody that hated that movie because I know there's a lot of you out there is that this film Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl is only an hour and 15 or 16 minutes long. Done. Which is it? 15 or 16? An hour and 16 <laughs> minutes long, you fuckface freak. And yeah, there's two people in it. There's two There's two girls in it. Yeah. Do most of it. Not so they're not so that lonely. Everything from the poster art screams kind of, you know, 70s, late 70s. Goes. They wanted to be like, let's scare Jessica to death. They wanted you to think of these movies when you're watching it. It plays out well. It's well photographed. It's well acted. The two girls are great. Beth is very seductive and hot looking. 
Uh, Adele's like that sweet, innocent girl, but she like, and it kind of plays with, you know, testing her morality of Adele. There's a scare in there that freaked me out both times I watched it. Scared the shit out of me the first time. And I was expecting it the second time and it still scared me. Nice. However, the movie's not 100% successful because I don't even know if, if it knows really what it wants to be at the end. Is it a ghost movie? Is it something more sinister? It never really explains itself. Right. And that's, I didn't understand it. And I watched it twice, and I still think I'm going to have to watch it again. So I'm not coming in overly high, but I enjoyed the movie. Like I, I watched it, like I said, I went back and immediately watched it again. And I'm interested in seeing it again to learn more, see what I'm missing, or even if I am missing it, or if it's a fault of the film. I don't know, Dave, if you agree with this. Uh, right yes, now, okay. Well, right now I'm coming in at a six point five out of ten. I like the movie. Something about it's just not adding up. Wow, I feel the exact same way. Exact. So again, this is like another film where the message boards on IMDb would have been nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, 100%. You know what, Christian? I just realized something. There was a movie that we, and I don't want to say it because it would be a spoiler. There was a movie that we reviewed on this very show that had a very similar ending, and I just realized it now. Yeah. You know what movie I'm talking I can't say it. I'll say it. Burned Offerings? Oh, and also, It just occurred to me. Like now. Not even last night when I watched it. Yeah. Just now it occurred to me. Yeah. That and has me excited. The actual opening logo, if I'm not mistaken, is the Vistron video upside down. Cool. Okay. Uh, my first movie is also from 2017. So we're, we're kind of doing the same thing here. This movie is called A Dark Song. And it's about a, a woman named Sophia. This comes from the UK. Uh, she is renting a house. She wants ultimate privacy. She's, she wants to rent it for a short time. And we, we, you know, of course, we don't know why at the beginning, but she has to get it for a year. That that was the that's the least they gave her, so she she paid for a year. She basically ends up sinking everything she has into going to this house to stay, and not just to stay, but she has to meet with this guy. And what this guy is going to do is he somehow knows how to get to other realms, and that I, I don't necessarily mean the void type stuff. I mean like afterlife type stuff. He deals in gods and demons and all different type of things from all different type of religions saying that it's all real. And he's come face to face with good and bad and everything else. And somehow this woman found him. She spoke to some other people too and ended up, I guess this guy's the best. And he's only done it a few times. But she meets with him uh, and they, they go over to her rented house. He says he doesn't like the house at first. He decides that at one point he tells her, He's not going to do it because he doesn't like the house. And she has a lot of money that she wants to spend on this. He's asking her questions. Why do you want to go to the other side? And she said, for love. And she doesn't get too into specifics. Well, when it gets to the 24th hour and the guy wants to bail because he says everything isn't right, she says, listen, I have to tell you a little bit more about this before you leave. The real reason I'm going to get into specifics here is... Uh, my my child has has passed away, and I want to go to the other side and talk to talk to my child. And he goes, "Well, okay, I'll do it." So now now it's funny because she's offering all kinds of money. She goes, "I have seventy thousand. She goes, "I can give you eighty, but then I, I have nothing else left." And he's turning it down. He's like, "It's not about the money. The house isn't right. I don't think the motivation is right. Everything else." So he's very particular about who he's going to do this for. 
So they they settle, they go back, and they do all kinds of old school stuff. And she has to do all this crazy prep. She can't have any alcohol. She has to fast for a couple days. She has to do all of this stuff, and it has to play straight. It's not astral projecting. It's not this. So it's this real involved stuff. And at one point, they start to do it, and they're, they're drawing circles on the ground and pentagrams inside the house, and they're using candles. They're doing all the stuff that you've seen before for calling to the other side. This is all happening, and at one point, she does something, and the guy gets cut, gets cut on his skin. And he's like, well, you must have told a lie about something. And, and sure enough, she wasn't being 100% truthful about something, so he paid the price. So the guy that's doing this and taking her over, he is just as much at risk as she is. That's why he's very hesitant about it and only wants to do it for the right reasons. So they get to the other side. They go back. You know, it, it, this is a hard movie to talk about because uh, they don't really get to the other side, but things happen. And there's not a whole lot I can say, but it's very step by step. They really get in, into this so deep that at one point they don't even know a month it is anymore. And it's this real intense, complicated thing. Eventually, something really cool does happen. There's a, there's a revelation about her motivation. And it's not exactly what you think it is. And that was kind of cool. And then we see a stabbing. And I can tell you this. This is one of the most realistic stabbings I've ever seen in a film. It's so realistic that it's something you could see happening in your kitchen. You know how you watch a movie sometimes and, and something happens. Somebody and stabs you in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. I hate that. I hate when I'm watching a movie and someone stabs me in the kitchen. <laughs> it's a real realistic stabbing. It's freaking, you're just like, oh man, I could see that happening. It's just the way it's played out. It's really cool. Now she has a son that I, that I spoke about before. Uh, there's a scary moment involving him because they're on the other side. You could go there or they can go here. There's a spooky moment when she's hearing her son's voice on the other side of the door and there's shit going on with that. Now here's the problem. It's pretty good until it kind of sputters out towards the end. Actually, not even towards the end. Pretty much the way it wraps up, it turned into Disney. The way it ended, what happened when she when she finally had this confrontation, this thing that you've been waiting for was... Not what we thought she was going to do, but at the same point, it wasn't something that left me satisfied. I was like, oh, wow, it's, she had another revelation, and okay, it's wrapping up a certain way that I, I wish it didn't wrap up. It was kind of like Disney-ish, if you will. And I, that's all I'm going to say. The production values are very good. It, it's shot well. The soundtrack is good. There's, there's, some, uh, there's some cool shots. It's, it, it's a good-looking film. Uh, and again, at the end, it's a 7 out of 10. That's as high as I can go, but check was, it out. Was Suzanne Summers in this? I, that, that I know of. No, there was only four people in this movie. Oh, but you said, it, you said it was very step-by-step. Step. I just... <laughs> <laughs> step-by-step. It was actually New Kids on the Block. Oh, Patrick Duffy was in it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Oh, what, shit. Wouldn't be Exploding Heads without a Patrick Duffy reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Bobby Ewing. Yeah. Okay, my <laughs> second film I'm going to talk about is one that both of you, I believe, spoke about. I know one of you brought it up as your round robin. I think both of you have seen it, though. And it's called We Are the Flesh. Yeah. Oh, here we go. First you. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember this, Brandon? Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't like it. He loved it, and I said you wouldn't like it. I didn't well, love let's... it. No, no, no. I didn't love it. If you remember correctly, I think I gave it a seven- or seven and you a gave half. it a seven. I, I think you gave oh, yeah. it a seven. I think Dave gave it a five. Yeah. And and to be honest, after watching this film, 
I'm not sure what to grade it because, to be honest, I'm not sure what I watched. <laughs> so, 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 so the setup for the story is brother and sister wander into this abandoned building where this crazy reclusive pervert is basically. There I go saying base basically again. He's he's been living and he agrees that they can stay and, and live with him under certain conditions. <laughs> they have to work. They have to work for him. And as they work for him, he opens them up to the idea of of being depraved and doing all these sorts of sexual acts with each other. And it just turns into just a, a nightmarish world of just incestual blowjobs and full on penetration. And it, it's it's not uncomfortable or anything. And it's not shocking just for shock value. I think there's something there, especially given the ending of the film. But everything that was going on in the middle was just so confusing. They're building this this cave out of like used egg cartons. And at one point, one of the main characters dies. And then he's later reborn through this cave that they built. I guess it's almost meant to represent like the womb. Well, the, but he's born. Yeah. I was going to say, but he's born into depravity. And that's that's the whole message here is that this is a post-apocalyptic world. And the only reason you get that is because the description of the film says that these kids have been wandering a post-apocalyptic landscape looking for shelter. And you see outside the cave, it looks like there's terrible firestorms and everything. So it looks like the end of the world. But I think what saves this film, and especially after reading about it a bunch, because I was, I was really looking for stuff on this, is the interpretation of the ending and what it's, what it's yeah. ultimately saying. And, you know, and for that, I'm not going to get into that. I do think that the performances were terrific, especially the guy who played the, you know, the perfect pervert. He Mariano. The perfect pervert. The perfect pervert. Yeah, no, the, I mean, the brother and sister were good, too. I mean, it, it's, it must not have been an easy film to film, but these guys and gals really committed to their role. Because they're oh, really brother know. and sister. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say if, if I wasn't her brother, it would have been easy to film. Of course, she's hot. What you, you would have blown him if she wasn't his brother? <laughs> <laughs> I, you he know, blew I, he blew him. He blew him. <laughs> but instead of you joke, he blew him. <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah, what can I say? Yeah, I was very confused about a lot of things going on, but I was reading some articles and. I'm not going to lie because I'm not that smart that I was able to deconstruct this, but it was talking about the deconstruction of, of like the food he uses, the deconstruction of machinery. I think he's taking machines apart and using the parts for certain things. And, uh, you know, basically stripping the world back to like almost primitive days. So there's a lot of like metaphor and symbolism and stuff there. And then the ending, the first, when I saw it, I mean, I only saw the film once when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what the hell is this? I don't get it. And then when I was reading about it, I was like, oh, it, it was pretty straightforward, yet at the same time kind of shocking. Now, originally... <laughs> Look at David's face. I love it. Dude. I, look, love look, it. I, I, I couldn't I, wait for it to end. It was just batshit crazy. I, I was very bored by it. And again, this is another film that runs super short. That seems to be a theme for this year. I don't know if you guys noticed, but these films this year, a lot of them are... We're getting a lot of 70 to 80 but, minute films. But Which I is fine, yeah. but some of them are dragging, and this one definitely felt like it was dragging. I, I'm not going to lie and say I was really into it. Overall, after the first viewing, I was right there with you, Dave. I, I just gave it a five only because I didn't really know what I watched. After reading a little bit more about it, I could bump it up to a five and a half, but that's as high as I'm willing to go unless I rewatch it, which 
I'm not in a hurry to do right now, but eventually, maybe. So five, five and a half. Fair again. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, then I'll come in with one that you. Uh, well, I think both of you guys have seen it. I know Brandon ta- spoke about it a few episodes back, and that is Peelers. And I'm not going to go into the plot again. Brandon pretty much summed it up, and it's not nothing that uh, really needs to be repeated. In this, it's not a f- hard movie to follow. I didn't enjoy this as much as a lot of people did. Like I think Brandon, you came in pretty high. I know Jason Wood spoke highly of it. I get, yeah, I gave it six and a half. I think uh, Mr. Watson did the review on Bloody Bits, and he he liked it quite a bit too. You know what? I agree with what he said. I think Brandon, what you said, pop some popcorn, throw it on. Watch it. It's enjoyable. But I came in at a 6 out of 10. And again, to refresh everybody so I don't feel like this was so super brief, it's the (laughs) one that takes place in the strip joint with BJ, the girl, and... BJ. Yeah, BJ. Don't call her BJ. And the the people from the oil gig, the Mexicans come in and start... JP came in. Yeah. Yeah, JP (laughs) came in. Start spewing... uh, black shit all over the place and before you know it they're attacking people and everybody's gotta fight to survive sorry uh, uh, go ahead sorry what were you gonna say about the ending? i was gonna Did say like I, no the very last and uh, last thing felt just tacked on and kind of i think i think it felt tacked on in case they decided to do another one obviously yeah. but didn't it feel like it was very easy for them to leave the club yet they just felt like they were trapped there didn't it feel like there were so many doors that you could have just walked out at any time yeah. <laughs> I always find that with these movies. Like, unless they gave us, a, like, literally, you walk into a place, you walk through the front door, and there's typically a back door. Done. Yeah, but they were, like, <laughs> running around this place, and it's not a big place, and it just felt like, just leave. What are you right. doing? The Evil Dead Cabin. Even... Yeah. Yeah. It's an enjoyable movie. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's fun. It is fun. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Like I said, I gave it six and a half. I got to check it out. Maybe next show I'll watch it by. It's cool. All right. I'm going... Uh, I'm finally coming back on my found footage viewing, which I've been I've been putting putting it off. I'm finally coming back, you know. I um I I, I took I took more of the challenge. Remember the the thirteen uh, lesser known found footage movies? The oh, watch challenge. I know I know what you watched. I watched two off this list. Of the oh well, I know what one of them. One of them is called In Memoriam, and that movie. Where was very, that? Interesting. It was on the list. It was on the Blumhouse thing. 13 okay. movies was one on that list. Now, the reason they put this on this list is because it predates Paranormal Activity. Uh, the thing is, it's really not that much like Paranormal Activity. However, let me paint the picture here. There's a young couple moving into a house. The guy is terminally ill. He has uh, rapid cancer, and he has decided to not have treatments. I think bone marrow cancer is what it is. So he's not going to have treatments. He's just going to let it happen. It's him and his girlfriend. And he decides... Now, this predates Creep. That's what the guy was doing in Creep, or saying he was doing in Creep, that he was sick and that he was documenting it. So there's something else kind of interesting about it. But you're moving in, and he's going to document this all. This is going to be the last whatever of his life, and he's documenting it, so he's moving in. Um, yeah, he's stage four bone cancer. So it's him and his girl. His brother shows up uh, right off the bat. It's, it's kind of evident with the guy and the girl. The girl is hot, so that, that's one thing. But it's kind of evident that they're not the best actors. Then the brother shows up, and he's the worst of the three. A lot of this becomes about relationships between all three of them and between um, their mother, who the, she also died young of cancer, and there was some issues with her. And there's a lot of conversation about their relationships. 
there's, there's, there's problems in the uh, in the audio. Sometimes there's an echo for no reason at all when they're talking. Just a low budget movie, and it shows with the acting, with with, with the production values. Uh, there was one really cool thing that was an incident with a pool where something happens with a pool, it's empty, and they come back out, and something else going on. That was kind of interesting. There was a reveal about uh, the mother that, that I said before, and then there was something about the girl that lived in the house before. There's a ridiculous line from the brother when they're talking, and all of a sudden, the the guy that's dying says something to, to the brother about cutting one. Like, did you, did you cut one or something? Like, blow a fart? And then, <laughs> yeah, but this is the line. The guy says, speaking of cutting one, I gotta go pee, he says. What? What? The, what? Yeah, exactly. That's why I wrote I gotta go cut a piss. You never heard that? Uh, it, I'm joking. No, not even in Canada. No. I, I never heard it. Bottom line is not a lot happens. Uh, you do actually care for the guy and even the girl. It's just, there's just nothing here. There's, there's, there's not enough happening here. The only reason I think it made this list is because of the date that it came out. But even then, it's really not like Paranormal Activity. I mean... Yes, there's something going on in the house, and but ultimately, no, no. This movie gets a three out of ten. Whoa! At the found footage movie, and I, I don't think I've ever heard you not that draw three out of tens. Yeah. No, not much. Shut no. the front door. Pick that three back up. You just dropped that. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yep. Yeah. In memoriam. Wow. Why is it on this list? I don't know. I do not recommend it. But but if you want to see it, it's on Shutter or Prime. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> oh, that's on, oh, okay, because I saw that, um, well, I think the next one you're going to review is on Shudder. All right, well. And uh, I, di- I didn't see In Memoriam on okay. it, so it might be on Prime. Okay. Anyway, okay, cool. Okay, next film I'm going to review is a newer film, and it's called Johnny Frank Garrett's Last Word. Nice. Again, it's very interesting that two of the films I review tonight, Ballad in Blood and this one, are fictitious stories based on actual events. Yeah. And again, yeah. It, it hurts the film because this, this movie is based on the actual rape and murder of a nun that took place in 1981. And they basically... God, what the hell's with me in basically tonight? Yeah, it's your word. Wow. Yeah. You're basic. That's what you get. I'm very aware that I'm using it tonight. <laughs> they, they look for a quick conviction and they use Johnny Frank Garrett, who's an 18-year-old with a low IQ, and they basically force a confession out of him. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> well, no, I said they basically, that's why. Oh! <laughs> See, over my that's head not... as usual. Okay, so in the film, it takes it one step fur- further, and uh, Johnny, before he's executed, he writes a cursed letter promising to, to bring harm to everyone involved in this injustice and their entire bloodline so then the main story focuses on one of the jurors named adam levine he was the one juror who had doubt when they were deliberating but ultimately went along with everyone else but he's the one one guy who had doubt and basically what happens is adam levine basically isn't adam Adam levine a singer from maroon five maroon five that's what i thought too (laughs) (laughs) is it the actor or the character's name that's the character's name. Adam Levine. Wow. Now I gotta double check to make sure it's Adam Levine. Are you sure it's not Avril Levine? It's Adam Redman. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's listening to Maroon 5 over. I don't what listen kind of to Maroon a... 5. I swear I don't. Who it's gives not... a last name on a random character? 
You're fucking. No, bitch. he's the main character, Adam Redman. <laughs> oh, he's so main he can't remember his name, Levine. I don't know why it's Levine. And then I paused because Ted you Levine. were you had your foot in the camera. I was looking at your foot for some reason. It's that ugly, I know. Nice <laughs> or you got a foot, foot fetish. I do have a foot fetish. Ah, let's keep it away now. Hey. Oh, so it focuses on Adam Redman, not Adam Levine, <laughs> and his family, his wife, and their son. And their son starts to get sick, and the curse is basically taking place. A lot of people associated with the conviction are dying, and then this happens, and he he's set out to uh, seek justice for Johnny Frank Garrett in order to bring an end to the curse and save his son. Now, the one thing I'll say about this film the performances are terrific. Sean Patrick Flannery has a role as a crooked uh, lawyer. He's, I thought he was terrific in it. And the main guy, Mike Doyle, who played Adam Redman, also terrific. And he was actually in The Invitation. Oh, good. Was he now? I yeah, he was Tommy, the, the gay guy who survived. Oh, okay. And I thought, right. he ga- I thought he gave another solid performance in this. Now, what this obviously does that the original story the real story doesn't happen is it takes a supernatural approach to johnny's revenge because at the end of this film they list all the people associated with it who died but in the film they decide to make it more supernatural where i felt like if they made it more psychological it would have served as a better film unfortunately they already did a documentary on this a few years back so i understand why they decided to fictionalize it but i think the film should have stayed a little closer to the truth and left it more mysterious but overall, a, a solid film. I high recommend. I, you know, I was as high as an eight, but I, I again, I dropped it a half a point strictly because it, I don't know. It just bugs me that they take actual events and, and fictionalize them. It probably shouldn't, but I'm, I'm coming in at a seven and a half out of ten. That's what I gave it. I think seven and a half. It, it's really good. It's. I it's, like it. I really like it too. And you know, I'll definitely rewatch this as we get closer to end of the year. But uh, I don't know why take the actual events. I don't know. I just enjoyed the movie. I didn't think about the actual events. I, I just enjoyed the movie for what it was and whatever. Know, what did you think funny. about the end? Did you think they were going to go a different way at one point and, and kind of hope they hope they would? But the remember very, when the end or the, well, or the end of the main character? The end with the main character. The end with the main character. Like remember the kid was in the hospital and the guy yeah. was over doing. His I actually thing? really like that. I thought the very very end, like Christian said about one of the movies he was just talking about, felt tacked on. Okay. The very, very end. You know what they did at the very, very end? They tried to freaking do something that they should have done before, but with a different character. At the very end? They probably should have done it at the very end. Yes, they should have done it at the very end, but not the very, very. Yeah, okay. I got it. Mary, Mary. Yeah. I got it. I'm on on the (laughs) same page. Yes. Yeah, it felt like a resolution for that character that should have been in the middle of the film. I can dig it. I can can dig it. (laughs) Christian, I'm not sure Dave is even giving appropriate responses. To Are you okay, Dave? Am I okay? No, it's okay. I already said Adam Levine. I'm already the schmuck of the night. I'm the Jeremy I... now. I'm, mis- I'm not only mispronouncing names, I'm giving wrong names. I got confused. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> shit. Adam Levine. Oh, awesome. You gave it a seven and a half too? I did. I was, I was just looking. That's why I... That's why... I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my phone to find my my. Oh, I was just busting your balls. You didn't. And I I just found it. Yeah, yeah, seven and a half exactly. Could have ended amazing, but still good. Yeah, (laughs) and I I liked I liked how it ended with the main character, but then again, the tack on the add on at the end was a little like, eh, 
I wanted someone else to die. I think I was teased a little too long going, ah, they're not going to do this. And then they. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But anyway, enough of that movie. Yeah, Uh, man. Fuck that movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have the last word. Fuck Johnny. That's right. My next. Oh, I guess I'm not going to talk about my next. Jesus fucking Christmas. Wait, you're probably going to give a 30 second (laughs) review now. I am. I love doing these because they're quick. I'm the one that speeds this motherfucking thing up. Kong, Kong Skull Island, 2017. It was okay. It was good. It was, uh, it felt like it was directed by Michael Bay. The introduction to this movie kind of pissed me off. It was like, let's see how many different locations we could jump to and say, we're over here now. We're over there now. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) To introduce each character. So the setup kind of irked me. We're jumping all over the place. I wasn't really caring where we were going or who they were collecting. Finally, the actors are good. Adrian, Bro- uh, not Adrian Brody. What's the guy's name from <laughs> Thor- Thor's brother? Adam Levine. Adam Levine. <laughs> I don't know. Thor's anyway. brother? Oh, Loki. Um, yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston and the girl from The Room, who I love, and I can't remember her name. Brie Larson. Me. Thank you. Both of them Look are great. <laughs> and, and Adam Levine's in this, too. And he was yeah, he good. <laughs> Uh, no, but they were great. The director finally seems to breathe a little bit at the end, and then when it becomes just a monster movie, breathe. yeah, I know. Brandon, don't breathe. Take Come a on. pointer, Brandon. Uh, the uh, when it just becomes a monster movie, and we're focused on that part, that's when it's entertaining. So the second half is great. The first half is a mess. So I gave it a six out of ten. Wow. But it's fun. The monster yeah. fights at the end are fun. And the movie looks amazing. But it's it's just so messy and loud and, and, and annoying at the beginning. How long is it? Is it long? Yep, two hour. See, that's the thing. It, it probably could have been 20 minutes shorter, right? I don't have yeah, it in front of me. Yeah, yeah. I like no, but that's, that's, that seems long. Because I've heard very high praise for this. I haven't I like seen it yet. I never watch movies. I never watch movies like that. I don't think I've ever seen a single Michael Bay movie, so I probably don't even get the reference. I don't watch those big blockbusters, but for some reason, Michael Bay, who is she? (laughs) (laughs) I heard a couple of uh, uh, podcasts, and and they gave it good reviews. I said, you know what? I'll watch this Kong movie, and I did, and I enjoyed it. I'm one of the few that actually liked Peter Jackson's epic three-hour King Kong movie. I loved the first half of that. Everything that happened on Skull Island with those giant insects was freaking awesome. I saw so, in Peter Jackson's. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that movie. And Kong Island felt like a Michael Bay. It felt like I was watching a Michael Bay movie, which every, I don't do well with. <laughs> everybody take a drink every time Christian says Michael Bay. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it was a decent movie. <laughs> all right, all right. Check it out. I continued on with the with that list, with the, with the, with the found footage list. So I do intend to see every one of them by the time we're done. If I can. Anyway, this is another one that was streaming. Maybe that maybe this is what Brandon was probably getting at. Brandon, what do you think it is? Ghostwatch? No, although Ghostwatch is on my list, and I recommended it on the... Uh, I've been meaning to put it on the group page, because you know, a lot of people have Shudder and maybe don't realize it, but Ghostwatch is something that made my list that I've spoken about several times, and, and I am a fan. I'm going to have to catch up and watch it again, but no, it's not Ghostwatch. Oh, it's not? Okay. But I will watch it because it's on the list, and I'll refresh, but... This one is called, now, I thought it was called Essen Man. Oh, I saw this one. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. this is the only one on the list that I've seen. Okay. Years I ago. Was, 
I thought it was called S and Man, like S and M was the joke, but they made it Man. But in actuality, they took the and sign, and the movie really is titled Sandman. S and Man, Sandman. Oh, it's My about deal- fish. It's about fish. Fish, the band? <laughs> no, salmon. Salmon. Oh, salmon. Oh, Swedish salmon. Yeah, okay. No, did you think it was Sandman or S and Man? I always thought it was S and Man. I never knew okay. how to say it. But after yeah. seeing it, I knew it was like salmon. Right. It changed everything. But anyway, this movie's pretty much set up. It's half horror documentary and half, you know, fictionalized events. So the setup is really cool because this guy, he says that when he was growing up in the neighborhood he lived in, that there was a local guy there, an older guy who was a peeping Tom, and he had cameras on a bunch of houses in the area, and he got busted. But when he got busted, he didn't get a sentencing. And it was a long time ago, and I guess they weren't sure how to – there was no way they can actually press charges at that time. So the guy walked, and he's always been fascinated with the whole idea. And he wanted to revisit some, you know, strange movies that are like hardcore and, and snuff films and things. that He wanted to, you know, check them out more from a, from a documentary standpoint and, and talk more about those type of movies. So he, he talks to a lot of people. Uh, it's interesting because he has a lot of shots from old movies in this, like Peeping Tom is in this, Texas Chainsaw. This is like a legit documentary about horror. It, it's really, you know, I wasn't expecting that when I went into it, but he talks to a couple of different PhDs. He talks to authors of books. Real. This is all real stuff. Yeah. And he goes to conventions, horror conventions. He meets the toe tag people. He talks to Fred Vogel. He's doing interviews with him. That that, that director, uh, Bill Zabub, he's in there. Uh, Debbie D, the screen queen actress that's in, in some of those movies. So all these people are legit, and, and they're all interviewed in this movie, and they talk about, you know, those type of movies and, and real hardcore horror and, and, and fake snuff films and things like that. So he comes across this guy, and this is where it gets into the fiction part of it. And this guy's videos are called Sandman. He has, like, I don't know, 12 volumes or whatever. And basically he follows these girls around, now, this is supposed to be fiction like anything else is. He's supposed to follow these girls around, and then eventually, you know, eventually they get killed. But uh, the lure of this of this type of film is the, the, the peeping Tom aspect where you're following the girls around for a while in their daily lives, and you're setting up how you're going to, you know, uh, eventually kidnap and kill them. So as the movie progresses, we bounce back and forth between the reality of, of the actual documentary and, and the fictional story of this. We're never 100% sure whether or not this guy that's doing these Sandman movies, he says that they have permission, but he also plays it off for the documentary like it's real. But then we see shots where, where it's supposed to be off camera, where it's just him and him talking, the director and the guy, and he's still not 100% vague. He's still very vague about it. You're not 100% sure what's going on. So that becomes the crux of the film, whether or not this guy is really committing these acts or not. And that, that becomes the main focus, and that takes you right until the end. At one point, the guy gets fed up the director and says, I'm not going to work with you anymore because uh, you can't promise me that you're not doing this and everything else. There's a blow-up, and they leave. And that's all I'm going to tell you about the film. It's really interesting for the documentary aspect and for that story. It's not over the top, but it's an interesting film. I recommend it, and it's another one I give a 7 out of 10. So check it out. Sandman, it is streaming on, I want to say, see, it's weird because I have Shudder and it goes through my Prime. So yeah, it's me either too. Shutter, yeah, it's either Shudder or Prime, and I apologize for not knowing. It's probably Prime only because I've been checking Shudder the last few days, and 
I didn't notice it on there, but I'm probably wrong now, too. So forget what I'm saying. Okay, Check well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Check it out, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's a found footage. It's on the list. And, yep, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I checked it out. So there you go. Okie dokie. All right, number four, Slasher, Video Nasty, 1981, Don't Go in the Woods, Alone. Ah, Yikes. This fucking movie. This fucking okay, movie. That's good. So bad it's good. It, 100%. That's what this movie is. Yep. It's so bad it's good. I was laughing my ass off having a great time with this movie, but this movie is horrible. I mean, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> Thank terrible. You. Thank For, you. It's, but I liked it. Four campers, campers backpacking, just a random group of four people. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just hiking. The, they're the worst actors I've ever seen. They get separated. One gets killed. Then all random people start to get killed. Then, then all sorts of crazy shit uh, happens. It's pretty basic. <laughs> one thing I did enjoy about the film is towards you know the latter part of the film that one of the main characters actually gets rescued or gets to safety, but then decides to go back into harm's way to try and rescue his friend. Because he feels guilty for leaving her behind. I kind of like that. It, it added another little dimension that you don't usually see in these, yes! backwoods, in these backwoods slashers. I remember that. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. There was also a little bit of a creepy part with, uh, with a child. I felt like it could have been left out, but it definitely left a little bit of, uh, of creep factor. Maybe why it made the video nasties list, because I can't really see why. Except for perhaps the last point I'm going to make about this movie, which is the funniest kill. Which is this guy in the wheelchair who's just randomly <laughs> yeah. rolling through the Rocky Mountains for some oh, yeah, reason, that's right. mumbling to himself. <laughs> then he gets decapitated. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, I, I don't have much to say. It's, it's really fun and entertaining. I watched it alone. I had a good time. It was late at night. I was laying in bed watching it on uh, Prime, even were, though I owned Were you in the woods? <laughs> I, I was alone in bed. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> in the woods. In the woods. Don't fucking woods. Uh, you know, this film is notorious for having, like, a super low rating. I think it has, like, a three, three-and-a-half rating on the B. And honestly, it's not really undeserved. But I had a little bit more fun with this. I, I gave it a five-and-a-half. That's as high as I could absolutely go. And yeah. that's probably that's probably high. <laughs> this is just so bad it's good. And so I yeah. can see it. It's, it's fucking bad shit. <laughs> I always thought this movie was just don't go in the woods for the longest right. time. Well, no. I, is it Don't Go in the Woods? And then it, they added Alone. I watched the bonuses. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alone. I actually watched the bonus features because I got the Blu-ray and it came with a whole bunch of extra shit. And uh, there was a whole promotional thing. There was something that they showed the director. He was on like one of those cable access shows and he was talking about it and it, it was crazy. Oh, some of the dialogue though is hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's worth watching just for a good laugh. But it's got some cool. decent gore. Got some decent gore. It's okay. It's all right. It's, it's good decent. for a group. It's good for yeah. a group of people. Decent it's kills, basic. though. It is basic. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> You're basic. All okay. right, gents. All right. Yes. I got another 2017. This one is called Sam Was Here. It's also get went by another title. Right, Brandon? Nemesis. 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 Yes. No. Dumber title. <laughs> I'll describe it as this. I'll give you this plot synopsis first. Sam is a door-to-door salesman. He's traveling through the desert in search of clients, yet the area seems to be deserted. He's trying to call his wife. His wife never seems to answer the phone. His phone calls, everyone seems to be avoiding him. 
The only contact he seems to have with the outside world is through a local radio station. And the strange host, by the name of, I think his name is Eddie, takes his calls mm-hmm. regarding uh, a child killer at large, which pushes listeners to hunt the man to death. Then Sam starts getting harassing calls on his pager. What is the cause of all this? That's kind of the setup. Yeah. The way I described it to Brandon, I think I described it as Brand- to Brandon like this, or this is how I'll describe it to you guys. It is a feature-length lost segment from Southbound of last year. <laughs> That's how it plays well, yeah. out, in my yeah. opinion. Well said. Well said. Well said. And... That's that's really what it boils down to. Your enjoyment of this is what you pull out of the ending, I think, because it's beautifully shot. It is. Uh, the acting is good, mm-hmm. uh, other than I think one lady, but I, it's forgivable. Uh, there's some, there's some gore. It plays out yeah. rather quickly. The dilemma is the ending is kind of open to interpretation, mm-hmm. and and again, so. I came in, I, I think I came in at a seven, but then I kind of knocked it down a half point to a 6.5 because I'm not sure the ending gives you enough of a, of a payoff. That's where I stand yeah. right now. You guys both saw this? Yes, yeah. and okay. I gave it a seven too, and the exact same reason the, le- the ending is maybe a little too uh, ambiguous. There were some things that I would have liked explained a little more, you know, a little bit more, obviously, about Eddie, but also a little bit more about the light, yep. the, the glowing red light. Yep. But but beautifully shot, and a long segment from Southbound is the absolute perfect way to describe it. I, did, I never even thought of it. You you might have yeah. mentioned it, and I forgot, but that is absolutely perfect. And it takes place in 1998, and that's why he has a, a pager, and when his car breaks down, he's obviously, it's harder for him to get in touch because, you know, the technology isn't there yet, so... And creepy. I thought. Yeah. I thought the, sh- the, sh- the some of the chase scenes. The, it had basically like a final chase with the first guy who's trying to kill him with that cop wearing that creepy ass mask. It was yeah. great. Yeah, that mask was cool. And a lot yeah. of people... it was a mask of somebody, like a president or something. I, I don't know who it was. But... Those, those are. It's all fucked up. That stuff's all great. The look of it was amazing. I was sold right yeah. away. I'm like, wow, this movie looks beautiful. And. The way it plays out, and then you just get that weird ending, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I just want some more." And I, I, like I said, I was at a seven, and I, I like just chipped away at it to a six point five. But I'll watch this again for sure before the yeah. end of the year. Uh, this was a film that probably could have used an extra fifteen minutes or so because this was, I, this was another short, short one. Yeah, yeah. Everything's very short this year. This one, I wouldn't have minded another fifteen minutes. Agreed. It's interesting because. My last note on this movie is, says should be a southbound movie, and then wow. I also rated it seven out of ten. And now I'll take it a step further. I actually wish that southbound. I wish it would have been a southbound movie, where like you know what they wanted to do with Halloween three and continue on, where southbound just would put out like one short film a year, and this would go along with it because this could have been this could have been called southbound colon fucking nemesis or something and. and it makes perfect sense. It fits right in that realm. I wish that Southbound would, would do that. I think it would have been cool. Southbound colon into the rectum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Rectum. Uh, where am I? I am going to continue on with my found footage. And this really got me started on it. I went to the, the theater. I went to the show. <laughs> I went to the show. And I saw Phoenix Forgotten. It came and went pretty quick, not because I think it's like, bad. Like me. Indeed, yes. 
That's for damn sure. Brandon, right? I think that the only reason it came to theaters is because Ridley Scott was a producer. And this is the kind of movie that just would normally just pop up on a streaming service like Netflix or something. I was surprised it came to theaters. Uh, I'm glad I got to go and support it. This is about the 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 Phoenix incident or whatever the the Phoenix Lights, March 13th, 1997, 10,000 lights above Phoenix, whatever the hell. 10,000 people saw these lights above Phoenix. It's a big mm-hmm. UFO phenomena. So this is about three teens, and uh, they go out with their camera, of course. Uh, basically, in the beginning of the film, there is a birthday party going on, and it's all of a sudden, that's when the, the Phoenix lights happen. Like, the, these two ships come out, and it's, it's a pretty cool jump scare because there's a, there's a guy, there's a kid, and his younger sister. It's her birthday. And they're, they're, they're videotaping because it's her birthday, and then all of a sudden, they're outside, and someone sees something in the sky, and boom, it's done kind of well. And, and you jump and everything. And his name is Josh. Her name is Ashley. Now, this Ashley girl ends up being the focal point later because... Josh ends up going missing shortly after that because he goes to investigate the lights uh, along with two other friends. We kind of go back and forth between uh, the sister investigating what happened to her brother and and the real found footage, and there actually is found footage in this film. So she's doing a documentary trying to find out what happened to her brother and, and the two friends. And then when we find the footage, we actually see what did happen. So it, it's kind of a cool back and forth that keeps you interested. Now, Ashley is the girl that um, is friends with Josh. Sophie is the sister. I'm wrong. Ashley is the girl that becomes friends with Josh, and they have a friend named Mark. And the three of them end up going out. And it's kind of cool because it's set up like documentary style where this happened in the 90s. So the kid that made the video, actually, he has like an X-Files theme, and it, it looks like something a kid in the 90s would do. And he's interviewing people at school, and he's doing other things. And long story short, they go out to see what the hell is going on here. And, of course, they're never they, – they're missing. They never come back. So, like I said, the sister's trying to find out what happened. She's doing her documentary. She is actually interviewing uh, who, the governor who changes his story after he – He's the governor at the time, but now he's not, so he changes his story. There's a lot of stuff going on where you can see there's a cover-up. And towards the end, she gets warned by the Air Force because she goes to the school, and he was a member of, or she was a member, not not the girl, but the girl that went missing. Sorry for the confusion, but the girl that went missing was a member of the AV or something or else. And something comes back, and they realize that one of the cameras is missing. It never was returned back. So now they're off to find this camera. And the camera eventually does come up, and then we see what happens. And I'll keep it as short as I can right now. They get lost in the desert, kind of Blair Witchy, where they're walking around, but some, some cool stuff goes down. There's some a weird discovery involving some animals. There's some scary shit that goes down when it hits the fan at the end. And it's here's what people are going to complain about. It, it is kind of Blair Witchy, and the way it ends is even kind of Blair Witchy. And this is nothing that we haven't seen before, but there is not a lot of of alien found footage movies that look good. And some of the things that go down here, to me, are genuinely scary. And I've noticed, and I've said this before several times, things that you believe in happening are more scary than other things. I'm not saying I'm a full flag wa- waiver of UFOs. 
I'm not saying it's, but it's something I think is quite possible. Where I don't think movies like monster movies, creature features, and shit never is my cup of tea because I just don't see anything. I don't see that being possible. Where stuff like this, especially in this type of narrative, where you're in there in the protagonist's shoes doing found footage, it works well. There's not a lot of alien found footage movies, and this is one of them, and it works well. And again, with this rating, seven out of ten. If you're into found footage, it's it's one I recommend. If you don't like found footage, you're gonna look at it, you're gonna say you're basic. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Phoenix Forgotten, it came and it went. It's forgotten, but when it when it gets dropped to VOD or something, if you like found footage, I say check it out. Cool, man. Kill Danes. What do you got for us, B-Boy? All right. My last one is another slasher from 82, I believe, and it is Madman Mars. Uh Uh-huh. Madman, your guy's favorite. (laughs) It's not so bad. (laughs) You know what? I used to be a lot lower on this film, but I like it. I really like it. I'm not going to deny that it has some issues, like the fact that there's six camp counselors, yet there's only five kids in the whole camp. <laughs> like, well, they're, they're special kids, though. You have to remember. So they're harder to deal with? Yeah, they need they each need their own counselor, yes. And what about the sixth counselor? Um, He's there to stay sober. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand why this movie makes so many people's top 10 or 25 slasher films i I agree it drives me fucking bonkers look i could tell you right now it's not a top 10 slasher but i I could almost say without a shadow of a doubt that it will probably appear on my top 50 i i don't i i will be shocked if this is on my top 50 i don't i love i love the 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 storytelling of of madman mars I love, um, what's his name, Max, the character of Max, the way he tells the story and you see everything in flashback. Look, you see the flashback of, of all the kills that is about to happen. You see I everything that's going to have to give this movie another chance. I remember, all I remember yeah. is a lot of blue filter and a decapitation on a car. Yep. Yeah. And that's all I remember from the movie. Oh, I, wow. You forgot about the hot tub scene? I didn't remember <laughs> a hot tub. Well, the hot tub scene is, yeah. is a little, is very cheesy. It's epic. It's the freaking cheesiest thing in the history it's of It's so film. cheesy. It's but awesome. to me, it's the TP most... I, and his belly TP. button sticking out. He's got an Audi belly button. Oh, it's hysterical. He, he does have an Audi. Look how you remember TP has an Audi. Because we reviewed it on Banana Leaves or one of our early shows. So oh, okay. All this stuff. Yeah. I thought, I think it has like a very like creepy, iconic image. And that's when Richie, who's the one who calls for Madman Mars above a whisper, <laughs> when he looks up and he sees Madman in the trees. Yep. I love that image. Like, with the moonlight in the background, it is very cr- creepy, and the wind blowing, and then you see him climbing down. It's, like, absolutely terrifying to me. I mean, there are a lot of decapitations and neck breakings in this film. The kills are okay. I actually enjoy the final chase with Betsy. It's not a long chase by any means. <laughs> It takes place within the camp, but, you know, I like what, you know, she's in, uh, I guess it's the, where they eat the cafeteria area, and she runs and hides in the fridge. A lot of suspense there. Yes, I remember that scene, yeah. I remember and that even, well. Yeah, and look, it's a straightforward story, but it has a pretty downbeat ending, which I kind of like, too. I do wish that, that a few more characters had gotten killed, and that one character, Max, the head of the camp, who I really liked at the beginning was in it more he sort of just disappears and you think they're doing that it's like a red herring almost like the prowler 
you know, even though I've seen the movie and I know it's not true, but you you still kind of think it. You're like, oh, maybe Max will pop back up as a as having something to do with this, but you know, he doesn't. But I still I highly enjoy it. I I recommend it. Seven out of ten. It's just a solid seven out of ten. Oh, nice. Well, that's nice. a high rating. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, I I can list like you know seven Friday the Thirteenth that I'd put ahead of this on my. I think so. List. And, but I will and check it out. I will check it out again. You're not alone here. I've been noticing this. And again, mostly in the last four to five years. Yeah. Never heard of Madman being discussed before way back when. Now all of a sudden you're hearing it. I'll tell you one. I, I know this is going off. Of I'll tell you one slasher. I haven't watched it in years, but I remember watching it a shitload when I was younger. And I think it's over underrated. Overrated. <laughs> underrated. And that's called The Night Brings Charlie. If you ever track that one down, I remember loving that movie as a slasher. Yeah, I want to see it. I'll look for it. I have yeah, six man. spots left. You guys realize that I already know 44 out of the 50 that are going to make my list. Jesus, I've only watched like 30 of the 120 I want to watch. However, <laughs> however, of <laughs> those 44, this year I've only maybe watched 30 of them. But the other ones I already know are on the list because they're all time favorites. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because the the Friday, um, the comment, you know, oh. it's probably around the same for me, six six films that I, I would probably rate seven or higher. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with that because some of them do come in at seven. So it oh. might be for, for sake of uh, variety, not having uh, six or seven or eight. Oh, well, I mean, oh, hey, right. we didn't, we didn't put, yeah, that's what said. We didn't put things saying you could only put two from no. a franchise. Yeah, like, that's true. That's I'm true. a Friday already- fanboy. I'll so, put twelve if I want. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what? We restricted it enough by by keeping it North American and Canadian slasher. So I think everything else goes. No, North American and Canadian. I know. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. that? I didn't say American and Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm just gonna awesome. jump into my next movie. But I, I, you know what, Brandon, you made me want to see Mad Men again. So that's what this yeah. is all about. So there we go. Me too. Well, we just have to. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll end with the slasher as well. I put this on the page that I was watching it, so I'll talk about it. And that film is 1998's Urban Legend. <laughs> okay. So Scream came, but what we got right after was a shitload, or I guess not really even a shitload. There were slasher movies that were coming to theaters again. And I saw them all. And I saw Urban Legend twice in the theater, and I'm damn proud of it. Now, is this movie good? No. Is it a fun slasher? Yes. I don't think it deserves its 35 mega score rating, uh, or um, the 5.5 maybe seems a little bit more realistic on uh, IMDb. But ultimately, uh, this is directed by Jamie Blanks, who also did Valentine, Star Warning. Some other horror films, this is a floating head poster. A little different from some of the other ones because there's a shattered glass that deviates it like a little bit from some of the other ones. You get Tara Reid, you get Jared Leto, you get Rebecca Gayhart, you get some funny jokes. They have that uh, uh, Dawson's Creek music kick in at that one point. And, uh, yeah. It just, just some throwaway gags like that were funny. The identity of a killer, um, you know, take a drink. Because uh, there's shades of that again. Is it, Again, it's silly. The killer goes full crazy at the end. And it's kind of laugh-inducing. But that's the enjoyment as well. Uh, I love some of the secondary characters. Like the, the, the black um, security officer 
Her character's great. She wants to be a cop. Just some of the, the little things, like some of the kills are great. The premise is a little forced. You get Robert England as a professor. Uh, but all in all, fun. Six out of ten. Right on. Interesting. Right on. I haven't seen it since it came out. And I didn't even see it at the theater. I saw it when it came to video. So I didn't even rush out to see it. But it's been a long time. I think the premise is amazing. I remember being disappointed that they have such an amazing pre- premise about urban legends that they could have done so much more with that. And they didn't. But yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out again. You never know. Okay, is this the last one? Is this wrapping yep. it up? Cool. Okay, off the heels of uh, Phoenix Forgotten. <laughs> From I the ashes of watch... a phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch this movie. It's called <laughs> Phoenix Tapes '97. Oh, this came out. The, the double feature. Porno. This nice. Listen, this came out last year. It's only an hour and seven minutes long. But here's the crazy part about this. This is a found footage movie. However, the way it's marketed, it's as this was a real thing. You can't even find this on the B. It can't be found. This movie cannot be found anywhere except on Amazon Prime. That is the only place you can watch it. There are no credits. There's no credits in the beginning. There's no title card. And when the movie ends, there's no credits. If this would have come out, when Blair Witch came out, they're doing the same thing. They're they're trying to pass this off. It's too little, too late. But I still respect it. You have to dig to find. If if this movie didn't come to Amazon, I would have no idea. But I started reading up on it, and there's a website for it. And not at any point do they say it's a movie. They market it lowball on a website only as a freaking as a found footage movie for to and, to advertise just like Blair Witch did. For the film, The Phoenix, that you just, uh, Phoenix Forgotten, that you saw in the theater? No, for this movie. Just called The Phoenix Tapes 97. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it was doing what Blair Witch did. Remember, Blair Witch had that faux documentary just used for marketing purposes as a setup for the actual film as well. No. Okay. This, for this film, this film is marketed Ah. as it's like a Blair Witch. Like, this is something that's been discovered. And it's, it's crazy that you can't even find it on the B. You cannot find. You have to dig to find the movie. Like I said, if it wasn't for this Amazon thing, I would have had no idea that, that it happens to be on Prime. And it's the only place you can find it. But uh, this movie, it goes. It's the period leading up to March thirteenth, ninety seven. So it's a three day thing. It's these four buddies that are, are going on a camping trip. They have an RV and they're hanging out and they happen to be going through this desert. Now, when the film starts, this this a guy. There's a guy by the name of Dustin who worked for the government and this, his father comes out at the beginning and he says that my son got a job, a government job. He worked there for a few years. Then he came to me, he came home and said, Hey, listen, I'm going to be leaving my job shortly. And he was, and I, he felt uneasy when he was here. I could tell something was bothering him. So shortly after that, he ended up being shot dead. The government called and told, called, called this guy and told him, Hey, listen, your, your son is dead. So now now he just, you know, he's very suspicious because of the way his son was acting. It's a government job. He's trying to leave it. He's feeling really, you know, nervous about it. He goes into his room and he sees that he plastered up something in his wall and that there's something behind it. And he goes into it and lo and behold, he finds these, these tapes. So what the guy did was, because he knew he was in danger, he had this found footage. He put him in the wall in case something was to happen to him. Sure enough, the guy digs up this footage. And this is what we see. So it's these four guys camping. We don't know who they are. We don't know anything about it. 
Uh, they get lost in the desert. They, there is a little bit of an interview with the sheriff because he's retired, and he speaks a little bit about it. So that so the beginning is a little bit like that that faux documentary feel. But an hour of this hour seven minute movie is just the found footage, but it's paced perfectly because it looks very believable as they're they're driving and then they shut the camera down and they come back. It isn't like a narrative like you would see in modern found footage movies. It, it, it actually is believable. The banter between them is believable. People that don't like found footage are going to say that nothing happens through the most part, but to me, that adds to the believability of the film. It's just they're playing around, they're drinking, they're talking shit, they're singing and dancing, and then at, at nighttime, they hear booms in the sky. And then, 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 then later on, they, they see there's, there's really in this movie, there's three or four gags. There's three or four sequences that look great. And aside from that, it's just the guys either being either joking around in the beginning or walking around towards the end. So some people might not like it, but I think it, it makes it more believable. Uh, like I said, there's a meteor shower and I don't know how they did it. I mean, it's filmed on this, the stuff that y- you would see from 1997, that type of film. It's it's believable in, in that respect, uh, but there's three or four gags. At one point, they're out and, and they they go back to the RV that which is in the desert and, and the lights are on. Then they get back to it, they see that it was ransacked. Then they go inside, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit about what happens when they're inside. At one point, they wake up in the middle of the night and they hear a bunch of noise outside. They don't know what the hell is going on, and then big bright lights come all on the outside of the stuff. And this is obviously low budget, but they did two or three gags here that really worked. I don't want to get too much into it. There's, like I said, there's a couple good sequences. Somebody goes missing. They're arguing about it, what they're going to do. It, to me, it's believable because of that. There's a really solid third act when when shit really hits the fan. And yes, you actually do see an alien once or twice that are they're down. They're, they're you know they're not in a ship. They're walking around. You know, and it's done quickly, so it's done right. If you're into found footage, this is definitely one to check out. It's a short film. Like I said, it's only on Prime. It's an hour and seven minutes. And this one, I'll give a six out of ten. But I re- I watched it twice, and I really, really want to revisit it. It's it's all about the three or four gags we get, which are done really well. It, it's believable. Interesting. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm only giving it a six out of ten because it's short, because not a whole lot happens. But yeah. if you're into that... It's it's believable because not a lot happened. It's yeah. hard to explain. I just I recommend everybody check it out and, and tell me what they thought. But I skipped yeah. right over this one. In fact, a friend even asked me about it. It's like, you think the Phoenix Tapes ninety seven is worth watching? I said, what do you think? But now, I'm wrong, and I'll tell uh, her to watch it, and know. I'll watch it. No, I don't know I, if you're wrong. If you're, you know me, I'm a found footage guy. No, but but I'm if you're saying it's but honestly, like, even though you're a found footage guy, I would expect, like, something that pops up like this. Because I saw it. I didn't even bother looking into it. And the fact that you can't find it makes me a little bit more intrigued that they're at least taking that approach to it. So I'll, I'll yes. check it out. Watch it by yourself at night in the dark if you can. I think yeah. you'll get the best effect that way. Most of my life is alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a, couple cheap things. there's a couple cheap things. You know what we talked about at the end of Wreck? Last week, how that became an iconic thing with dropping yeah. the camera and being pulled off. Yeah, I think it happens fucking two or three times. It's okay. a repeating thing. That, that's why I'm not getting too high on it. But the things that impressed me that they did right to me, they really did right. So cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Triple R's. Whoa! Congratulations, Dave. 
a 78-minute review for a 77-minute movie. <laughs> oh, sorry, 68-minute for 67. Fuck, I fucked up my own joke. Yeah, that's what you get. Beautiful. And I bet if you add up all five movies, your shit went longest. We'll find out oh. when the show drops. By the time I edited all the basicallys, it should be about the same. <laughs> so, we got one more movie. Do we get the hell out of here? What do you say? Let's just get the hell out of here. No! I'm, I'm really curious now because of what you guys were saying before. Oh, God. Yeah, the Dark Tapes, 2017, a genre-defying mixture of horror, sci-fi, myth, mystery, and thrills told as four interlocking tales in one intelligent anthology. We're lucky that we're not going into spoilers because this is going to end up being a shorter review because of it. Because a lot of the stuff that I think we can discuss, we can't discuss. So this is going to be a shorter review because of that, I think. And yeah, there's only four segments as opposed to nine True. Yeah, True. but these four, oh. Oh, I disagree. I, I really can't wait to hear this because I. Uh, okay. I like two Let's of them. Go. You like two, huh? I like three. I like zero. Really? I can't believe. It. I can't. Yeah. Believe but but we're but we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. Okay. Let's talk about. No, no. Three. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I like talk, the beginning. Even though the segments, one of the segments jumps around, should we talk about that segment first? Yes, uh, that could be the first one. Yeah. But to, to catch a to, demon. To catch a demon. Okay. I thought it's interesting. I think a little bit confusing with all the explanations. But the second time I watched it, I decided to go with it and say, I don't care about all the scientific mumbo jumbo that they're trying to to get on me. They're talking about transdimensional. They're talking about what you can do in REM sleep and different. It, it was yeah. too confusing. Once yeah. I accepted it the second time and said, just go with it because the cool shit is really cool, that's what I did. So that's why I enjoyed this segment because I thought it was badass and I liked the voices of, of the guys that come through in the realm. And I don't know. Go ahead. I, I, I agree with you. The looks of what comes through looks cool and definitely creepy. But like you said, a lot of scientific jargon that I just wasn't interested in. And it just felt dragged out. It was. I think this one was told over about four segments, and it tied into into the wraparound. Or it's kind of the yeah. wraparound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was so, the wraparound, kind of. Yeah, I consider it the wraparound. Yeah, it, it, it kind of was with the wraparound as well. And I thought again, like you talk about um, Galaxy of Horrors being sort of a weak wraparound. I thought this one was a little weak as well. Not as weak. But I just wasn't blown away by it, and everything that just happened in it just—it felt—it felt like it just dragged out. I was just bored. Oh, Admittedly, the, the gore we get in it—sorry, the 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 one gore we get in it is really cool, though. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Great, great uh, gore effect. But I gotta tell you this—we uh, brought it up on Voodoo a few episodes back. But that end—it played out like a bad Halloween haunt to me as well, man. Like I thought it was just like bad ghost effects. Truth be told. Oh. The so, the wraparound? The yeah, end of the, well, the, end because, of the whole thing? Yeah, to catch a demon. I don't remember what yeah. day, but like when at the very at the very end. Yeah, I thought all the uh I thought those effects were like the weakest in the film and it just cheapened the overall film. Yeah, I, I mean I, I I didn't love it, you know. I I didn't feel like it, it cheapened, I just thought it was just weak to me. It just it was uninspired. I didn't think any of the acting and we'll get into it as we tell more, but wow. I didn't think any of the acting was was really that good it felt like 
it felt like everybody phoned in their performance. I just felt everything felt flat and just boring and generic. Wow, really? I didn't get that at all. I, I will confess that I liked it more upon my second view than I did the first because I was trying to follow the first time and it was mm. over my head. But once I decided just to roll with it the second time and, you know, to just take it for what it is, I thought it was great. And I loved the beginning with that voice when they say humanity is getting closer to the truth, to us. We won't let that happen. And then when the credits come at the end and they continue on, the presentation yeah. of the whole thing was just downright creepy to me. I freaking, I, I was creeped out by it, man. That's the coolest thing, but the stories just weren't that good. If they had actually focused on who is us, <laughs> maybe it would have been better. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. You know I like the saying. presentation. I did like the presentation, but I admittedly don't ever have to watch this movie again. Like yeah, I, I, don't, I, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, and I'm not even going to be coming in that low or anything like that. I just, it just was like, okay, I watched it. I didn't expect to enjoy this movie, so the fact that the, the first official segment, I guess, like afterwards or the the second segment, was my favorite. Are we going to grade each segment or? Yeah, yeah, we'll grade each segment. Okay. If we want to rush through, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say. I like the whole thing about this one with don't cross the line. That scene was cool with the different realms and the shit. And when that guy comes down with his voice, your pathetic realm and all that shit. Ooh, that was creepy, Dave. (laughs) The way their voices sounded, I could even get close to how how spooky their voices sounded. Man, I I was digging it. I I don't know. Like I said, it took the second view. Wouldn't it have been cool if they showed up? earlier rather than like 25 minutes of these three scientists just talking uh, physics and and um what, what what are they referring to them as uh transdimensionals <laughs> yeah and and time dilate and time dilation and all that i was just like I, i'm sure this stuff appeals to a lot of people it's just for me i just i wasn't getting into it i wasn't really concerned about it. i was just like bored wow. i thought it was cool how they were debunking the night terrors thing I'll admit that was interesting. Yeah. That, that people are saying that, yeah, that, that part was a little interesting. I'll that this that. is what's really going on. These things are really all around us all the time. And if you're in REM sleep, you could see them. But because you're asleep, you can't. And they, they try to like play off of that. And these things are around us. I don't know. That, that thought's always... Yeah, but then they started talking dimensions. like like 16 seconds of their time is... Or yeah. One second of our time is like... 18 hours of their time, so that's why we don't see them that much. And it was just, I was just like, come on, get you know on. What? Very from beyondish. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, the void, right? Uh, no, but I'll tell you something. Uh, the multiple time dilation thing they were getting, I, I, I don't know. I thought that was cool, but I do also see where you're coming from. I'm actually going to drop my rating because you're right. It. Because, no, because there was a little too much and it was over my head. I was, I'm usually the idiot that doesn't get shit. And I was usually we're on here and we talk about it, we dissect it, and usually one of you two set me straight and say, "Oh no, no, this made sense." This, but you guys are both saying that it was it was over your heads too, right? I just don't think I I think I lost interest, so I don't think I was yeah. fully paying attention because it yeah. was just I thought it was just mindless talk. Okay, well that's yeah. if I, I if I, I have to I, admit yeah. if I have to admit, and it's usually Brandon that blows your mind away, not me. <laughs> Well, you know I me. Wanna, you know me. I, blowing, I wanted guys. to give you props too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I say over my head. But what I really mean is that I can't follow it in the beginning, so I drift off. You know, I mean, but it's because I don't. Either uh, it's boring, 
or it's confusing, or it just really is over my head. So it could be any one of those things, but because of the way my mind works, a lot of times I just drift off and wait for something more interesting to happen. And that happened here. I was going to say, but the good thing is with you, with enjoying these films, is you're able to come back into the parts that are are somewhat enjoyable and actually rate it higher because you're enjoying that and you're able to kind of take the other stuff, you know, with a grain of salt. Whereas when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, God, get on with it. And then when they give you something, it's like, all right, it's interesting, but it's it's not saving it. I'll tell you what. I was at an eight. I'm bringing it down to a seven because you're right. There was too much of that. For the wraparound segment. Yep. For yeah. the wraparound, including, including uh, whatever, to catch a demon. I did like the actual wraparound itself at the very end, the way it was shown. You know, I talk about how they were in different yeah. dimensions, and the girl came out. That whole thing, and I, I didn't, the way that I didn't, was played, I didn't like that. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I didn't get it the first time, but the second time, I was like, "Oh, that that makes perfect sense. That's awesome!" Wow. I gave it a five, and I'm keeping it at a five. I gave it a four and a half. Holy fuck! I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, hey, don't be sorry. All right, let's go to the next one: Hunters and Hunted. This is my this favorite. Is, <laughs> this, I like is, this. this is my favorite too. I like yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but I did like it. This Go one I, I liked because, A, it is kind of creepy. B, it plays with convention. And then C, it gives you a twist. Yes, that you did not see coming. <laughs> no. The really. twist is what saves this because y- yes. 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 The, the two main characters, the husband and wife that move into this supposedly haunted home, are, are just, their behavior is like, it's like, what what the hell are you doing? This is horrible acting, like. You wouldn't react like this. But as things really? play out, you start to understand. I never thought that, but... I no. thought that immediately, I'm like, they're so, like, laissez-faire about yeah. everything that's going on. I'd be like, I'd be huh. in a hotel the first night. Exactly! And the, but that's well, the reason, Dave, we're saying, because of the way it plays out, right, that's the I, reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't pick up on that. I thought the chick was freaking out. I thought the guy maybe was a little more like what guys usually are in this, that, that number one, I want to film it, number two, this is paid for, so we're staying. But the girl said a couple of times, let's leave. You know, she seemed like she wanted to get the hell out. But whatever, I don't want to spoiling yeah. i love the scene with the with the ball with the glowing ball oh they so throw cool. it up the hall and it sucks back that's really cool that yes, was really that's cool. like poltergeist yeah you know like that's what's cool they move in and at first it's playful you know a little thing with the ball the toothpicks that fall off the thing just little things and then it gets then you get the handprint on the back and then okay now, now this is some serious shit then when they call the freaking ghost hunters in and then when you see the girl the first time and you get that backstory it's all cool however I don't want to say generic or basic, but I do want to say it's 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 something that we've seen before. You that's know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. That's why they're playing with the conventions. I said it's right. paranormal activity, but cut out all the boring, getting to know you shit and go right into the, the good stuff. And then you're like, okay, well, this is going fast. And then, but okay, but we've seen this all before. What are they going to do differently? And the twist covers that nicely. Yeah, and I do like the added touches with where they're, you know, they're touring the house and, you know, they're like, oh, why why are the tarps here? Oh, the last guy was doing, con- you know, construction or whatever. Right. Yeah. It, it was cool stuff. And, the you know, the stuff with uh, with the ghost girl, that that was real. It was mm-hmm. it was it was really good and creepy. I'm actually liking it more the more I think about it as I'm watching it, especially the first half of it until it, until they bring the paranormal investigators in. It's kind of like I'm watching it getting angry, like. Can you give a little effort to your performance? But then it makes more sense at the end. Yeah, um, I dig it. Yeah. 
without going into spoiler. Right, yeah, it's tough not to spoil it. Yeah. But, well, I mean, people listening can tell that we're recommending that, so. Yeah, this, I, yeah that's something that I recommend. Yeah. I give it a seven. That's exactly I where I am. Seven out of yeah. ten. Okay, we're all yeah, at seven. Yeah, I, this is this is a film I actually didn't really rate beforehand, and I'm I'm gonna give it oh. a seven out of ten as well. I have no grades written down for this as we talk about it. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, the next one, Cam Girls. Okay, now this is my least favorite. <laughs> I actually like. Yeah, I actually think this is my second favorite. Holy shit! Wow, I, I, think, I like the setup. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I think it's my second favorite too, but that, I'm, that's wow. not really saying much. I, I really only enjoyed the twist of that of that second one. This one. Shit. Go ahead, really? you set it up. Dude, this movie reminds me of like a VHS. This is like just could have been like a third VHS, and it would be. It's definitely better than Viral. It just it just seems like they're they're better stories to me, except one. Like three out of four stories, I like them. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm I surprised. think that this was trying to be overly shocking and just playing on cliches, and it was just, I don't know. This was generic. Oh, wow, well, not to me. But anyway, uh, Cam Girls. This is, uh, it starts off, half of this movie, actually more than half, isn't it kind of like where everything is on a computer screen? Yeah, that's what I liked and, about it. Kind of like unfriended. unfriended. Yeah. I liked it too, but when you get to the end, it was like, I don't want to say all for not. It was just, I wasn't, I can't do without spoiling. It just seems like all of a sudden, in the beginning, you're really concerned about this girl. And then by the time you get to the end of it, it was just like all for nothing. It was just like, well, that doesn't make sense. How come she's going along with it so easily? And how come it's, I don't know. I just, you know, I want to make sense of this one. And I, I think I can a little bit. But in the end, a lot of the behavior of our lead girl in this one didn't really make sense. And some of the scenes, some of the flashes that she's having don't really make sense. Right. Un- unless it has to do, and again, I can't I can't really say because it'd be, it'd be right. spoilerish, unless it has to do with some sort of transition. That's yeah, all but... I'll say. Okay. So what's really at play here is really going to waste its time doing all this stuff with one girl just to let, just to see one person die? You're talking about big picture type shit here. It just seems like it, 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 it's so small time for who's responsible that it just, I don't know, I just... Oh, I, I agree with you totally. I, I'm just trying it. to even justify the the little bit of... Well, I think it was lazy writing. I think, uh, again, I always find that I'm copping out with this. And that's why I take it for what it is. It was a segment. I like the presentation of it. It actually was creepy with some of the flashes. The gore effect was fantastic at the end. Yes, it was. And the girl was very attractive. And the motive or the transition is forced. But I think it's forced because... That's the type of movie we're watching and they've got to get from point A to B and they're trying to do it in a short period of time. Whether mm. that's forgivable or not is up to the viewer making the decision. I actually didn't have much of a problem with this. But you're right. If I had to dissect it and say, what led to this? There's a little bit of a hole. Yeah, man. And the beginning was so good because you're really into the character. She's having blackouts. She's calling her old friend back home and saying, I've been living here for whatever with this girl and, you know... Well, that, yeah. I can't remember. I'm blacking out. I got this and that, and and then all of a sudden you find that she's being a cam girl with her friend. And I'm okay. I can see that she's going against what she's used to. She's a good Christian girl, and she's out here to to do bad things. And and I can see her being a cam girl. I guess I accepted that because I guess her, her girlfriend's freaky deaky. That's all good. I get that. It's just where it went and how quickly it escalated. Exactly. How she was going to ask this guy to do. I could see. 
her asking him to cut himself a little bit, this and that. But it, it just progressed way too fast for me. And I realize this is a short in an anthology, so it has to, but they mm. spent an awful lot of time in the beginning explaining shit between the girl and the guy that maybe they didn't have to, and then the other thing didn't have to go as long as it did with the guy at the end. And the contrast it, trans- to get it, it transitions way too fast. The girl even- it was just wasn't paced well. The other girl should have come in and stood behind her and started 100%. kissing her neck and yes. then convincing her and that's what could have led to where it eventually goes. I think her just yes. standing there, you're right, she's like, now do this. You're like, what? What? I don't know. It, it's weird because actually my, my, my grade is actually going up even though I'm bad about it because I'm, I'm thinking about the good stuff about it now. I just think that it was paced poorly ultimately, but it's still I think this whole movie. Cool. I think this whole movie was paced poorly. Wow. I had a splitting headache after watching this film. I've never wow. had such a headache after watching it. It was torture making it through this. Jeez. Yeah. You know, here's something. I would, I would else. definitely not say it was torture. I wouldn't. I, I would definitely not. Say I torture. felt tortured. I, I honestly can say like this. This might be my least wow. favorite new film so far from this year. What the hell? Wow. Yeah, and I and I know we wa- we reviewed Slasher.com, but at least we got some laughs out of that. Slash.com was way worse. Getting schooled was way worse. Oh, getting schooled, I turned off, so I can't even count that because I I actually turned it off after 10 minutes. It was one of the worst films ever made. Yes. Okay, there's one more thing I'll point out. That dude at the end, I forget whatever, the guy that won the contest, whatever. Uh, Jerry. Jerry, he's so quick to do things just for no reason. Like, (laughs) I understand he digs the girl and that's cool. But that's another instance where they should have brought in the second girl and say, okay, yeah, the two just, of us just, will make out. Just if cut you do your this. throat, Jerry. We'll yeah. be together right after you slit your fucking throat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I would have preferred that the other girl came in and they slowly built it up. Okay, now if you do this, now the two of us will make out. Okay, now I'll eat her pussy. You know what I mean? It should have been <laughs> more than just her talking to him saying, okay, yeah. just do this and I swear we'll be together. It wasn't enough coaxing for me. It just wasn't paced right. Yeah, it was trying to kind of show the power that they have, but it didn't develop it enough. So it, it obviously because it was too short. So they should have just played it more on the lesbian angle. I'll tell you what. What I, what's your guys' ratings? I want to hear your guys' ratings before I get mine. Four and a half out of ten. Whoa, hmm. man! Oh man, I was at six point five. Wow, I was at four, and I'm going to bring it up to a five. <laughs> oh, you guys really hated that one. I thought it was actually the best looking one out of the whole bunch. I got to be honest, I'm actually rating these segments a little bit higher based on our talks because you guys are making a few. You guys, I, yeah, I mean, you guys are making points, good points about some of these segments, but it's hard for me. You, wow. The well, Hunters and the Hunted, I was very low on to begin with as well, but actually talking about that one brought it up a lot more, probably a whole point. Nice. Well, it, but, doesn't, but get, these others, it doesn't get any better for me now. <laughs> See, this oh, is what no. I'm surprised at. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. This, next, this last one is just, oh, God. Wow, I think it might be the best one. Nothing happens, wow. the best one. It could have been good had they actually like finished it. I don't know. I dig it. What do you mean, how had they actually finished it? Oh, the very, very end is my only complaint because you're like, why would that happen? Why would it go from why would it go from this girl to this guy? That was a little confusing, I guess. But okay. I mean the whole story, I think. Huh? Amanda's revenge. Amanda's revenge. Well, you know what? Again, let's talk about what we were talking about earlier in, 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 in Phoenix 97 and all that other stuff and, you know, some of the tie-ins with something like that in here. That's something I relate to, I guess. So maybe it's just my kind of story, especially the way it unfolds. It's not traditional or anything. It's You don't even know what it is really and why it's going on. But again, 
this took my second view to fully appreciate it. The first time I was just lukewarm with it. The second time I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, now I get it. This is cool. I didn't entirely get it. Like at the beginning, she goes to this party and she gets roofied. And then, right, and then she goes in yeah. the room with the two guys, and they're shocked because she never does anything like that, and she doesn't even drink. Yeah, now, no. at first, I was like, why, and why did that lead to all this? But the second <laughs> time watching it, I was like, okay, these people were in on it from the beginning, and this is a setup, and okay. See, maybe your second view is what's going to do it. So you guys you are know what? The fact that you're saying what you just said helps me understand and maybe make a little bit more sense of why the things that are happening to her are happening to her. But it's just, ugh, it's boring. I don't care. It was very talky and it was very boring, this one, I thought. Yeah, I don't care that she's telekinetic and then she can levitate. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> how do you not care? Something like that happened to somebody? You don't think that's freaking crazy? To me, it looked like her friends. To me, it looked like a friend's rescued her from potentially being gang raped, and then the next day she's uh, she's levitating. <laughs> it's like what? Oh, there's so much more than that at hand here, man. And wow. then she, and then all of a sudden she's in training. They should have played No Easy Way Out. <laughs> <laughs> they, that 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 would have bumped this up to a ten out of ten if they played No Easy Way Out when she's training and boxing and doing all her martial arts. Oh, dude. That would have been awesome, but I just can't believe. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm, I can't get over the fact that you don't. Like, remember when she's talking to her boyfriend after she leaves the place? And then they're talking, and then you see her. She's like, and she's looking up when they're doing yeah. all this. Now? Really? You guys yeah. never let me finish. You're trying to wonder, is this chick crazy? Or who? Because you. here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this chick's crazy. Because her mother had issues, and, and she snapped and killed her father or something. Yeah, she had that's on her. Yeah. And I'm thinking that this girl has mental issues, and I was like, it kind of freaked me out. I'm like, ah, oh, this poor girl, she's falling apart, and this is the way it looks from the other side. That these are her friends, and you know, she gets almost raped the night before, and, and she wakes up the next day, freaking out, or and, and, and she's like, don't touch me, and she's all crazy. Then she goes back to Benica's back, and then nothing happened, and she doesn't remember it, and all this stuff's going on with her mentally, and then she moves off, and you see all these differences in her personalities, you know, like, is this chick losing her mind? Then she comes back, and that whole thing when she says, hey, guys, all I need you guys to do is stay up and don't fall asleep, and then how that happens, how, boom, they freaking all get knocked out, that's freaking crazy. And they can't explain it, and they can't help it, and the rest of it is just her trying to convince the guy, hey, listen, I got this shit going on, and you're not going to believe it, but look. And then she does the card trick and everything, and it's just, I don't know. Then when it, it becomes explained as to what the connection is here, and why, and, and what's going on, and what truly is at play here, I think it's freaking, it's terrifying. Uh, uh, could you yeah. explain me a couple things? Who edited the footage together? What footage? Well, because it was on video, but then she has those segments that she had to do on film because of the electric, didn't want any electric impulses yet. That's all seamlessly oh. edited into the tapes. It was edited, you're saying? Well, we're watching the dark tape, and that's her mm -hmm. segment. But film is separate from video. Video, when you're watching a found footage thing, it's like, oh, shit, this camera's on the ground. Oh, let me hit rewind. Oh, my God, here's everything that led up to it. Though That segment is hey, we can't use video here because video is electronic. I've got to record on, we've got to film on film because it's going to be wind up and we've got to fill, um, record the sound on this because it's going to be wind up and it doesn't take any electricity at all. However, when we watched the final thing, it was all seamlessly edited into there. Three angles from the film shot as well. And not only that, but a wind up film camera only records for like 20 or 30 seconds. I didn't even oh. think they wound up filming with the wind up camera. Well, they show they show you that footage. That's the footage. Oh, that, it's all like 
They really yeah, they use the cool. filter. I like oh, the at filter the very end? Like, uh, like when all that electronic bullshit's happened, and that's what yeah, they remember. Did it happen? Did everything go okay right before when you see the monster come into the room? Yeah, no electricity, no batteries, that whole thing. Remember, she sets up the traps, that whole freaking thing. Remember, she explains why she has to do what she has to do, that there can't be any electricity because they shut it all off and it can't be battery. It has to be powered by something else. That, oh, I know exactly I'm what for, you're talking I'm for, about. I'm forgetting. You have to watch this again. That's what I'm saying. This is the second view type of movie, I'm t- especially this segment. Christian, now I, I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. it's But but I, I'll play devil's advocate. It's the same shit they kind of did in the VHS movies. Like, how could that stuff ever be even transferred to a videotape? Yeah. And you don't question or therapy. That. Just, therapy, I guess we could argue that as well. You know, it's the same type of thing. It's like, how could it be? But at least in the dark tapes, it's explained that there's there's tr- different dimensions and shit. So once you start playing in that, I guess anything's really possible. If, there, if there's these yeah. evil beings at hand, because remember what I said at the beginning about these different evil beings. There's evil beings in, in, in all these things. I mean, except, honestly. <laughs> I thought you were going to well, give me no. some big... You know what I said hunt. at the beginning? There's evil beings. Well, there's evil <laughs> beings and all. They talk about them getting closer to the truth, and we won't let that happen. To catch a demon, obviously, is demons. Uh, hunters and hunted, that's where there isn't. Although it's played off like there is. That's, that, that's a, tr- a spoiler tr- twist thing that maybe I shouldn't have said. But, I mean, it's set up that way. Cam girls, obviously, there's there's, a, there's an evil being, and here there's evil beings here too, and they're all different types. So that's what the moral of these stories is that the, all these things are all around us. Yeah, I and, guess again, like the uh, like the first segment to catch a demon, this one maybe got a little confusing, but not because I might not have understood it, but just because I was checked out at that point. Well, I'll tell you, you know what helped me? I heard Watson review this after I watched it the first time. Watson actually did this on Bloody Bits. Uh-huh. And when I listen to his story, it's funny because I think he liked the first one and the last one the most as well. And he had the most problems with Hunter. Well, he liked Cam Girls the least. I think most people do. But Hunters and Hunted, he had a big problem with the way the twist was explained at the end. Like it was too much when they started talking to somebody. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But when I listened to Watson talk about the last one, he loved it. And I was like, you know what? I liked it. Let me watch it again. And sure enough, I completely, you know, was on there. So listen to that Bloody Bits episode. And then maybe, and then maybe watch it again. But I, Christian, I hear what you're saying, and it is a little bit silly, but that's just—it's the same thing with VHS and anything else. The you know? quote unquote intelligent stuff is only in to catch a demon and a- Amanda's revenge. I just don't yes. care. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's the problem. That's where the—that's where all that is. The hunters and the hunted is a gimmick movie yeah. that's what yeah. i like about it cam girls is a gimmick movie and that's what i like about it the other ones just didn't interest me that's the problem and her soliloquy uh which is what gives her the amanda's revenge like the depth and whatever is exactly what turns me off of that segment but again i you're right i, I just don't think i'll ever watch this again to be totally honest plus, and I think, plus, the, plus the end of that segment you know what the hell's going on yeah. Well, they can do whatever they want, really. So, I mean, I guess it's possible if you really want to. No, but her camera switches but... off, and then his camera just starts vibrating, and right. they did a lot of that in this movie with the cameras just yeah. flickering, for, and it felt like it was just a cheap effect. Well, it was his turn because that, that's what happened to her when it would happen to her. So, but they, they were just saying the insinuation is that now it's his turn, and at first I'm like, well, how and why would that happen? But I'm like, well, considering what you're dealing with and what just happened. Maybe. 
I don't know. I guess there wasn't enough explanation because you're thinking about this stuff with her mother, how she was fucked up, and does that have anything to do with this or not? You know? See, yeah, I thought that was but then the, I, I like that stuff because then that, that becomes more psychological, but then they show her doing these tricks and levitating, and it immediately goes back to supernatural, and I'm just like, eh. See, that's what I like, though. See, you, you, us as the viewer, are thinking, hey, this girl's losing her mind, and, and there's mental problems, there's history of that and everything else, and but then... That's what makes it believable that you, at one point you don't know if it's mental issues or something is at play. Do you believe her or do you not? Then you start at, to see, oh, wait a minute. At the end, it she just seemed like a very she... generic uh, supernatural short as a part of the dark tapes. Like like we just said, everyone except uh, the one you said, the second one, are supernatural yeah. in a sense. Well, okay. What do we rate? What do you guys, I'm curious as to what you guys rate. This Four one. out of ten. Four. And I give oh. it a five out of ten. Uh, I give it an eight. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what? Not anytime soon, but I will rewatch it because of the disparity in this in these ratings be- between between us, but I man, I, it, it, it was a I will, and I, I I promise I will and I'll actually talk about it maybe again as a round robin review later on. <laughs> but yeah. uh Fair But enough. man, I just had I just really maybe I just wasn't feeling good, but I had a massive headache after this film. I was just Having a hmm. tough time making it through it, just to not enjoy it. And camp, camp girls may be generic, but I thought it was a creepy, creepy buildup to the rather quick end. And you know what? I I much more enjoyed that than uh, to catch a demon and uh, Amanda's revenge. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Even though I sco- scored this one the same as uh, to catch a demon, scored cam girls the same as to catch a demon. I agree that I was more interested in the buildup. The payoff I thought was, eh. But, yeah, I, I can. You know, hey, this true. movie costs the movie as a whole costs sixty five thousand dollars to produce. Really? Wow. So yeah. I mean, gotta give some kudos there. It it didn't feel that low budget. Like maybe Brandon, I maybe you didn't. No, no. I I I had no idea how much it costs. I you know I you know I would have guessed higher than sixty five thousand. Oh, I would have thought so for sure. Yeah, but, I mean yeah. it is it is found oh, footage. Yeah. It is found footage, but it's still. Like the the way that's presented and whatnot, I would have expected a bit higher. So I'll give it some credit for that as well. I know there's a lot of effort put into these things. It's just for me, I was just bored out of my mind. I felt like a lot of the performances weren't good, and the stuff that I wasn't paying attention to was evidently vital, or not even not paying attention to, just being bored by and kind of losing focus. So you know, in the end, you know, my, mine added up to like a 19 for the four stories, and wow. That would be like a four and a half to five range. You know, I'll give wow. it a five. I'll give it a five out of ten. I'll give it a five out of ten. I'll, I'll round up five out of ten. You know, that, that's how I feel. Even even some of these stories that I'm giving four, four and a half, I would have no I have no problem saying to anyone that, you know, they're just average right in the middle. Five out of ten. Check them out for yourself, because even though I rate them a little bit lower, I still feel like people should always check out the films for themselves unless we tell you not to straight out like a film like slasher.com huh. <laughs> like that you really don't have to watch this you know especially with the way dave talked about it and you know you can give your rating now i mean because you you were coming in much higher on all of them yeah i did my math and it comes up to 6.75 so bump it to a seven i guess yeah that's so a... honestly uh, between two movies tonight this was i preferred the dark tapes to, to galaxy of horrors wow wow that's shocking and Look at the grading. It's yeah, six and seven. Fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> They're both good, though. I, I would recommend that anyone listening watches both of them, maybe even in the same night. I think it'd be a great way to spend a Friday night or whatever, watching both of these anthologies, and, you know. And my math came out to 5.87 out of 10. So I'm, I'm not sure if we're doing Watson type ratings or uh, or Jason Lloyd or Jason Lloyd because I would give this a 5.75 out of 10 because I don't feel comfortable giving it a six because I've been I've been I've been seeing a lot of other movies are at a six. I maybe if we had to go down to one of the exploding head style ratings, I'd say 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I see. I had to round up mine to a five because at four and a half. That's slasher.com, and, you know, it's wow. not as bad a film as that, but it's not Damn. Bad. Wow. I, I still think to six. Me. I think six is like a, a C. I got to give this just a bit like a C- minus almost. <laughs> Man. And I've heard very mixed reviews about this. Dude, I know that... I know for a fact, Moods, the minute I told him that we were reviewing this one, he started gagging. Like, you know, fake gagging, but he fucking hated this movie. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if he rated it on uh, on the. On, well, no, obviously they did episode 100 last, so I don't know if I'd he's like, going to review it, but he I'd like hated. To I'd like to know yeah. what more people think about this. More people's ratings yeah. on both of these movies, for that matter. I'd like to yeah. know. You know, I, I feel <laughs> like I uh, I might be higher than most people will be on on Galaxy of Horrors. I really feel like a seven out of ten is going to be high. I don't feel like people are going to enjoy it as much. I could see them enjoying this one more, even though. So could I. I. I don't think it should be the case. I yeah. agree. I agree with Brandon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I. I have to differ. I prefer this one, but they both have their pluses and minuses. I mean, it just the best segment of all of them was in Galaxy for me. So, and there was two eights and a nine in that one for me. I think. Yeah. Was, yeah, there was. I think. Well, either Bas- way. Basically. Oh fuck! You know? If they cut Eight. two, cut, <laughs> if they cut two of the lower rated ones out, your Galaxy would have come in higher for you. It's just Galaxy yeah. had nine segments compared to four. True, true. That's true. It's hard to have freaking nine really solid ones. Right? Yeah, I really find you. I mean, it's it's just it seems to be fact at this point that the anthologies that have four are are is usually your perfect number. Beyond that, maybe five. But beyond that, when you start to get into seven, eight, nine segments, then they, they really start to get spread thin. I wasn't a big fan of, like, uh, Tales of the Halloween. <laughs> Sorry, I liked it, but it, yeah, I can understand why people didn't enjoy that. I liked it. Uh, I wasn't over the moon. I'd give it a seven, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think they spread themselves thin when they're, when they're you know, you know like, like ABCs of, uh, of, oh, that's, yeah, of that's death, true. you know, like those. When there's just too many, it's like you wind up getting a very small percentage that are actually entertaining. Indeed. And that's it for me because I'm rambling and I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it is another fucking epic show. Yeah, what else is new? Look at us. Let's <laughs> go. We're we're epic. Next show we'll just do one movie. How's that? Beautiful. Yeah, one movie. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> some triple R's, some segments for fun. Who knows? Maybe maybe a Facebook Live. You know what? You guys should Ooh, join the group page just Facebook in case. Live. Just in case. That's one reason to join the Facebook group page because we do the Facebook Live there. You could check it out. We have polls. We got you all could, kinds of shit. You could phone in. I mean, phone in. Yeah, that too. We could phone it in, like moods. Yeah. Oh yeah, Christian. Do you do you say phone it in or no? Do you say you phone somebody? Do you say call? Like if I you called. call somebody, I say the... I called somebody. Gotcha. The only thing yeah. the only thing he phoned in was the solo cast. The best produced oh. episode we've done so far. <laughs> it is good. It is. I just listened to it. It is good. I can't. I 
can't argue. Oh, I was so pissed at you. I I said it to you right after we started talking about it. The minute I heard his episode, I was furious. I was like, you let me edit it this while you had all that talent to do with it. That was you. your choice. You got to be demanding like me. You got to tell everybody what to do, you know? Yeah. Shame on you for letting me edit. Shame on me. I tried. I tried. You're going to be editing a lot more. (laughs) I don't know if you know that yet. (laughs) When you're on your own show. (laughs) (laughs) Watson can't do it all. Indeed. Okay. Let's let's get out. Next show, I don't know, one movie, maybe a slasher, maybe a brand new movie. But we're going to try to do one and and just have some fun. Uh, Don't forget to email us, explodingheadshorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And phone us, <laughs> area code 702-625-2224. We got a voicemail. It's been kind of quiet, so justify those 50 rating or 49 ratings on iTunes and, and show us something. Follow us on Instagram, Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. Follow us on Horror Mino, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Don't forget Twitter, Exploding Heads Pod at EH Horror Podcast. And that's it. Guys, horrorfilia.com. Don't forget Get on there. Please, when the shows drop, promote us a little bit, maybe. Retweet us if it's tweeting. Share us on Facebook. Help us out. See? Well, I'm not above begging right now. See? That's the kind of... <laughs> help us out, Shay. Right? Help us out, Shay. We'll yeah, give you shitty gifts. Here's talking about your cakes, sir. Yeah. Help us out, see? Yeah. Right yeah. Shay. Five star. <laughs> Five star, Shay. So, yeah, I just... Shame on me. Shame on me. But, hey. Whatever. Shame on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shane. As long as you guys keep listening, we're going to keep, even if you don't, like like Brandon said, there could be five people listening to 5,000. We're still doing it. So yeah. Let's do the next Hell episode yeah. of Gangster Voices. The whole episode. The whole episode? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Shane. We're going to talk real fast like this the whole time, too. I'm going to rate this a six out of ten. Yeah, what do you say? Right at time. Right at time. Right at time. Indeed. Indeed. Why is that my phrase again? Holy shit. Uh, I'm doing more indeed than Christian, than, than Brandon's doing fucking uh, basics. Basically. You're basic. What is that from anyway? You're basic. Hashtag you're basic. I don't know. I think it was from Brandon. Just all the episodes of him calling you basic. Dave, you're basic. I feel oh. like the kids are saying it. I feel like it's a like a saying now. Like it's big. Like you're basic. The kids. No, I'm the kids are all right. like, No, it is the kids now. You're basic. Okay. Let's get the hell out. I don't think there's anything else. I don't think I missed anything. I think I pimped everything I could pimp. I think we said everything we were going to say. Next show, it might be an epic show, but not epically long. I said it won't be epic now, you see? Well, somebody, somebody shame us. Let us know if we should be shamed. (laughs) Weigh in on that whole situation. Considering it was such a good episode and we're just, like, butchering it right now. Yeah, you're right. Let's get out of here. Somebody want to have a final word and... So get the hell out. Good night.